BetMGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at BetMGM. Simply download the BetMGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then, place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. Want to make a podcast? Spotify's got a platform that lets you make one super easily. Then distribute it everywhere and even earn money. And you can do that all in one place for free. It's called Spotify for Podcasters, and here's how it works. Spotify for Podcasters lets you record and edit podcasts right from your phone or computer. So no matter what your setup is like, you can start creating today. Then you can distribute your podcast to Spotify and everywhere else podcasts are heard. Video podcasts are also available on Spotify. With Spotify for Podcasters, you can earn money in a variety of ways, including ads and podcast subscriptions. And best of all, it's totally free with no catch. Ever since I discovered Spotify for Podcasters, and this is my personal testimony, of course, I feel like having options like video podcasts and Q&A and polls has let me be creative on another level. I highly recommend you give it a try. Download Spotify for Podcasters app or go to www.spotify.com slash podcasters to get started. Previously on Lonely Boys. Blair, what the hell are you doing? Gina was turning everyone against me. You were just a casualty in the battle for social dominance. But don't worry, your loyalty has been rewarded. Your name's on the list at Monkey Bar. NASA, yours isn't. Regina wasn't turning people against you, Blair. You tried to bribe them into being your friend with sushi parties and gift bags, and nobody liked it. You don't need these losers to like me in order to follow me. Fear works better anyway. Dan, you've experienced social Siberia. If you want to try something new, I'll see you at Monkey Bar. I didn't know there was a cool crowd at college. I think you and I were the only ones dumb enough to believe that. Hey, Upper Siders, and welcome back to another episode of the Lonely Boys Podcast. My name is Matt. I am one of your titular Lonely Boys, and I am here to break down Season 3, Episode 3 of Gossip Girl, entitled The Lost Boy. But I'm not here by myself. I am here with my co-host, as he has just come back from his guitar lessons with his dad, Brendan Ruffle. Hello! I, I wish. I am a creepy uncle of podcasting, of course, the co-host of this show, a.k.a. Uncle Cream. Hi, diddly ho to Cream Nation. I'm recording live, as always, from the Crematorium. I'm your editor-in-chief at Cream Weekly, and you know, we, we have a little bit of silly energy here today. <laughs> we really do. In the midst of Brendan Month, as it, as it continues to flourish on, uh, yes. people are running- Happy week three yeah, of Brendan Month. I, I, yeah, I guess we'll kind of still count the Ligori week, because he- uh, We have to. We yeah, have to. he's it was also, accepted into the family. Also, co-worker month, of course, as he is a co-worker of the pod. Yeah, yeah. I, I didn't want you stepping on my toes with the co-worker month, but I guess oh. it technically is. But uh, yeah, we're we're here. We're back. Um, I wish Don knew how to play guitar as well as Rufus, <laughs> so he could teach me those chords. That's the dream. That's the dream. Yeah. Um, well, you know, Brendan. Uh, since it is Brendan Month, you can introduce the guest, and let's let's get it. I'm trying to catch a movie, so let's uh, let's let's speed right, let's this one under an hour. Make, the, make this a Ligori approved episode. <laughs> yeah, I can't wait to use that soundbite again. All right. Well, here with us today in the third week of Brendan Month, he's. He's 100 pounds soaking wet with 95 pounds of it being cock. Uh, Brian Balecki's here. Hello, everyone. 
taking that from Mr. Matt Abadaka. I <laughs> am uh, happy to be here. Very happy to be here. You should be. Okay. Excellent. Great. That's yeah. amazing. Um, uh, but I, I got to say, so I'm uh, going to kind of uh, blow my proverbial load here and say this is my first episode of, of Gossip Girl I've ever watched. Um, yes. So yes. I, I just want to preface this episode by saying that. Wow. That is not uncommon at this point. You know, at this point, we might have more guests who have never seen the show than, uh, than guests who have seen the show. And uh, we, we do like to ask uh, our first-time guests, you know, how, why they started watching their Gossip Girl story. But since, I mean, your story is just that I asked you to listen, uh, watch an episode for the podcast and you listened to me, uh, my question yeah. to you is going to be, why did you think you were too good to watch Gossip Girl uh, before mm. today? That's a good question. Um, I Okay, so this, this season was probably, what, 2009? 2010 uh i was in ninth grade uh I so i was you were in 10th grade oh, okay i would have been ten... uh no <laughs> yeah i mean if you are canonically uh the same age as us uh this is the 2009 to 2010 television season i think we get into this with a lot of guests they don't believe yeah, oh, okay. and this is the second week in a row where the guest <laughs> is telling me that they were ninth grade and i am telling them that they are wrong <laughs> uh well i graduated in 12th grade in 2012 Right, yeah. so you are like canonically the same age as us. Yes, <laughs> yes. So this was. But our, if, this if, this is the if this is the two thousand nine, I love this. Oh, he's, he's putting it together. Oh, he's putting God. it together. Oh, yeah. oh, you're right. You're right. I got <laughs> you. The thing about us, I got it now. Is uh, the the funny thing about us is that uh, we were able and to know really what grade funny. we were in by, by the year because in the year in twenty ten we were finishing tenth grade. Oh, yes. Okay, right. I. See, see, maybe it's my uh, my uh, ineptitude in, in TV and television that I don't know uh, right, what so season the, is what. The, so. the network television season generally runs from uh, September to May. So the funny thing about this gotcha. season is it starts in 2009 but finishes in 2010, much like a calendar school year. Gotcha. Gotcha. Yeah, so it's actually even easier than you think. <laughs> right. Yeah, so it's just it's just school. They just they <laughs> just, just made school. televisions yes. for school. It's school. Right. They go Perfect. on summer break. We go on summer break. Yeah, because kids are supposed to be outside, not watching TV inside with Gim Gam when she's mm-hmm. smoking her ciggies, drinking her drinking her uh, her fifth of Georgie. <laughs> yeah. Yes, thank you for bringing Gim Gam into the podcast. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> is she our new producer? Is Bebop out? Is Gim Gam in? Oh, Bebop is Bebop is coming back. He's okay, taking okay. an extended break, but he has earned it. He'll be back. Okay, Gim Gam, um, I, I guess, is his replacement for now. So back to your question. Uh, I was definitely watching Adventure Time religiously, and all I cared about was cartoons in uh, 10th grade. So, so if this so, show was animated, you would have watched it? Oh, 100%. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, I was still big on, like, like, when I say animated, like, I watched Holy Spies. Like, that's that's very, oh, uh, I mean. Very hot. If gra- I mean, I watched Total Drama Island, which is pretty much... Hmm. Exactly this. That's not I've true. I've never watched. Heard good things. I've never watched it. Though. It's got a. It's got teenagers in it, so that makes sure. sense. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Same thing. Yeah. Um, sixteen. Terrible show. Oh my god, it that was, was a really bad show. Ca- Canadian. I watched uh, that show. Oh. Uh, I mean, I don't know if it was like Toronto or if it was like uh, the other the other side of Can- uh, Canada. Yeah, and there are two sides of Canada: Toronto and the other one. Yeah. That's right. I, I knew what he was talking about. It's the really one's got, di- one's got dinosaurs. <laughs> one's got the dinosaurs. The other one has uh, leaves. Mm-hmm. Nope. Toronto also has leaves. I forgot. <laughs> on fire. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Okay. Well, I can vouch for you on sixteen though. Sixteen horrible animation, horrible show. Uh, yeah. I couldn't it was stop like watching shit. it. it was, I think it was. I was really <laughs> it, it was uh, 
It was, uh, what's it called? It was trash television for children under the age of 12. Really yeah. in the anti-plug section of the podcast, I guess. Yeah. yeah. We don't do that enough. Don't watch. Don't watch. Yeah, please don't watch this. Okay, great. So you were too good to watch Gossip Girl because it wasn't animated, and you were a cartoon-only uh, type of person. But I, are, you, are you happy you got on board at least? Is Was this enough to make you a fan of the show, this one episode that you watched? So uh, in, in the notes that I, I had scribbled down, and by scribble I mean typed, um, I had wrote – it was in between something of a Nickelodeon and a Freeform show – uh, and now I'm I'm likening it to the time of the timeline of both of those, so 2009 Nickelodeon and Freeform, which isn't terrible, um, but I definitely would not see myself. I don't know why we're doing this right now. Uh, would not see myself <laughs> watching this again. Oh, Before we get into the show, so let's talk never, about how Brian hates the show. Yeah. So you'll never you'll never watch again, is what I is what I'm hearing. Uh, I mean, like, truth be told, I was like in it. To, to be like, ooh, this is this is like juicy shit that I can just like kind of watch <laughs> in the background, um, and make fun of it. Um, sure, we're but, on our but way. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I definitely could not sit down and watch five, six seasons of this. Six seasons, mm. yeah. Holy shit! Six seasons, no, no movie. Yeah, I get it. Unfortunate. Yeah, um, <laughs> yeah I, I don't know. There's something about um, rich white folk uh, in New York that just doesn't really uh, scream interesting to me. And that is, those are the only characters in the show. Rick <laughs> that is it. That yeah. is it. the least diverse cast in all, in all Paper of, white. television. Um, yeah, maybe it says something about us, right. that the, the one that is not the rich white one we don't like. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Maybe that's bad. Um, so, well, that's, that's the show's fault. That's not our fault. <laughs> we are free of any, <laughs> right. any blame. Um, so based on the one episode that you've seen, Brian, do you have a, a favorite and or least favorite character? All right. So, uh, Dan's definitely my favorite just because it's, uh, Penn Badgley from oh, yeah. you. Uh, it was great. That was a great little surprise. Um, Chuck is definitely my least favorite because wow. of how hard he tries to act <laughs> like a shithead. Um, it's, it's, it's so, it's so incredibly bad. Uh, how dare you? It's, it's so, the the facade is too real. Brendan, how does that make you feel as a Chuck boy? I, I feel like Chuck's not like in his element right now. You don't see yeah. uh, him at his best, and he you just like especially coming in from out of nowhere. You see this guy who's pretending to run a business from his like living room. You don't really understand <laughs> what he's doing exactly, but yeah, I, I think it's he's hard for all first timers because you're like, why is he talking like that? And then you you realize. Yeah. <laughs> You realize, like, throughout the seasons that it's just, like, something to love about him and as opposed to something yeah. to hate about him. You have to appreciate it. Yeah. yeah. You, you Once again, no one it. in the world talks like Chuck Bastard talks. Yeah. Don't so, know. <laughs> uh, what I wrote about this is that his, his facial expressions and uh, and his uh, cadence reminds me of Kyle Gass from Tenacious D. <laughs> um, what? Probably yeah. the first ever... Uh... <laughs> So if you, go and, if you go and watch the Tenacious D movie, uh-huh. uh, Kyle Gass has a... Tenacious D and the Pick of Destiny. That's yeah. right. Um, starring Has a section uh, where Tompkins. he is... Starring Paul Tompkins <laughs> as the devil. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but uh, Kyle Gass has, has a, a section where he's in L.A. and he's busking on the side of the street. And he's just like... He's got the same like blue steel uh-huh. look. And he's still like... He's got this long flowing hair, but it's just like, I don't know, it's maybe like the yeah. gap in the teeth and like all that mm. other stuff that like, it just is spot on Kyle Gass. I've always said that Kyle Gass <laughs> is the Chuck Bass of Tenacious D. I'm always saying it. Yeah. yeah. So insane. 
to go back to Dan, you know him from you. Isn't it ironic that uh, he thought he was the one being stalked in this episode? I know. I wrote that down too. I said they really flipped the script on this one. <laughs> yeah, they sure they didn't did. Even know they were uh, Georgina. It. Uh, well, I was like, wow, poor Georgina. She's really getting the shit out of the stick. I have no idea what this girl did. Uh, but oh, everyone's like, yeah, the Sarah era. Yeah, I, I have no idea what any of that means. So. Um, she she seemed like a nice gal. Yeah. Uh, they were making out in the beginning. That was Hell a little steamy. Yeah. Uh, but also, uh, I, I just got to so – are we getting to the episode now? Is this – yeah. Do, I mean, how like, do you guys do this? Do you guys go like scene by scene or – Well, if yeah, you just walk in and wait, calm down, Brian. We'll tell you how, how it's done. <laughs> all right. All right. <laughs> all right. So, I mean, let's get into it. An Upper East Side face-off ensues when Blair and Chuck both set their sights on a particular item up for bid at Sotheby's and the personal stakes are high. Meanwhile, Serena suspects that Carter may be up to his old habits with gambling and being not completely honest with her. Georgina takes an interest in Dan, and Vanessa begins to suspect that something is not quite right with Scott. Also, Bree and Nate are there for at least a couple of <laughs> That was really funny when they just thought, like, oh, yeah, there they are. It was like 40 minutes into the episode. Pen up. Cannot believe that they had them come in. <laughs> I mean, I guess Brie with her scene at the end. Cannot believe that Chase Crawford yeah. had to come to yeah, work. Yeah, I guess they needed for... Brie. Yeah, Chase Crawford. They just needed to have him there. Be like, okay, well, he's still like one of our good hot guys. Just got to show yeah. him real quick. He might have thirty seconds of total screen time in this episode. He's got to get paid. You know, <laughs> um, absent in this episode for the third straight week. Straight week, Brendan uh, Kelly know, Rutherford really... as Lily Vanderwood. You know, I'm really sad. How are the Lily Brian, going? Uh, you didn't get to see my favorite character. She's one of the most attractive women. In all of television, I think people in the comments wow. section agree with me often. Yeah, I think this is the reason that you don't like the show, Brian, is because Lily was not Lily in wasn't this here. episode. And she doesn't even, she's not just the most attractive woman uh, in television. She's also just like an amazing character. Even if she was like, you know, a hard looking, uh, just unfortunate person. Uh, <laughs> only? She, she, yeah, she, for, if she was a homely lady, she's a great character in general. So, you know, I think the attractiveness just bumps her up a couple notches. But What's, what's her name? I'll, I'll do a quick uh, Google search. Lily, and, and I'm overhyping this for sure, but she just does something for me, the way she speaks and uh, acts, and what an what a incredible mother. Yes, the, mother. the character's mother. name is Lily Vanderwoodson. Yeah. But, uh, um, yeah, she, was, she wasn't here again right. for the third week in a row. Um, yep. Damn it was, it was upset. too sick. Too sick. I mean, if, you know what, at this point, just, just unplug her. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> she's got to get back. She's got to get back to the upper east side. She's missing too many auctions. She got to get to the upper upper At east Sotheby's side, up, in, up in heaven. <laughs> the upper upper east side of heaven. Um. So, and then you know what time it is. Oh the yeah. The episode title is the Lost Boy. Do you know what this title is referencing? Um. I'm gonna go. There's one of two ways this could go. This could either be the Lost Boys or the <laughs> Lost Girls. <laughs> Um, you really are. So I'll add an S to the boys, or I'll, uh, or I'll change the boy to girl. I'm going to go lost girl. Okay, is that your final That's answer? My final answer. Title is referencing the 1987 film Lost Boys. Fuck, I should have. Wow. Got instinct. For the third straight week, they did the singular plural trick. It's they are ridiculous. Getting really, they're getting really lazy. And I, I gave too much credit by trying to <laughs> swap the pronoun. Man, they really... Uh, <laughs> Really lazy with the titles to start off the season. You are one for three on the season so far. <laughs> Not a good start. But I, I, obviously, if they keep doing oh, this, I can, I can kind of catch up. Yeah, yeah, you might get the rest of them. Yeah. <laughs> you got like 20 more episodes, though, so it's perfect. Yeah, I'm going to go on a 20-hit streak. Original air date, September 28th, 2009. We have already established that we were in 10th grade during this. Yeah, yes. yeah, yeah. During this time. <laughs> during this we've, time been, we've been mourning uh, 9-11 again for three weeks in a row. Yep. Usually for yep, all of September. Are getting ready for spooky season. Um, 
And Brendan Month. Wait. Can't forget about that. Oh, yeah. I'm very excited <laughs> yeah. for Brendan Month. We were in the midst of Brendan Month. Oh, that's back true. Yeah. 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 It starts in mid-September, by the way. It does, and goes, goes to mid-October. Mid October. Yeah. All right, so it's perfect. Right <laughs> yeah. in the pocket. Right. <laughs> so it is morning in New York, and Blair just got out of her first class. Uh, she's leaving Chuck a message. She already wants to skip class. Uh, she returns to a sock on the door, and apparently she's never seen a TV show uh, because uh, she doesn't know what this means. Like, Blair is cultured. She should know what a sock on the door means. I, my very notes embarrassing. say sock on the door, duh. Duh. <laughs> At this point, you know, it, it seems very clear that Brian has not listened to the podcast, but <laughs> it seems like he's almost intentionally doing the, my w- <laughs> one pet peeve, which is what I've said on this podcast, that my only pet peeve is that I, I really can't stand when people just reference their notes so many times, and Brian has done every <laughs> single sentence. I'm a notes guy. What do I got to say? <laughs> no, is... I get it. We all take notes. You don't have to reference them. <laughs> you don't... I want people to know I'm cultured and that I write stuff down cultured. on my phone in my notes app. <laughs> I, I, we got to the point where I just had to assume you were doing this on purpose, but anyway. <laughs> well, now he's got to keep going she, with it. She, yeah. I know. Now, now I've really just baited him into yeah. it. So she walks in. The music abruptly cuts. Blair starts screaming in horror. She throws the sock at a very shirtless Penn Badgley. Uh, glad we are seeing some shirtless Dan right off the bat. In this Is it, how, how much have we gotten of this before? Like, I feel like we haven't seen his, his bare body a lot in this show. Uh, we have seen when, he, uh, when they visited Yale in season two. and uh, Doesn't he get tied to the, uh, to the pole in just his underwear? Uh, could be, but he's, he's just such a different body type now. He's really grown up. Well, he's in his Chuck Todd era. Yeah, yeah, really, he really is. Uh, can I just say he looks exactly the same as he does in you? It's yes. been what fifteen years, and he still he looks exactly the same. He goes a little a more chest looks. hair, a little more chest hair, and that's it. He goes through a lot of looks in in Gossip Girl, so he is uh, uh, seems to currently be he's, in he's, his uh, the Goldberg uh, Josh, Joe. I was gonna say Josh Joe Goldberg era yeah. right now. Oh. So, uh, do people actually ever put a sock on the door, or is this a just a TV thing? Because I've never seen it do- actually done in person. Uh, I can't confirm. Yeah, I've never done it before. But I, I guess like now we know that Dorota is never banging in the house using socks. So that must be why she doesn't <laughs> yeah, know what this true. is. Dorota and Vanya are never... <laughs> also didn't show up this week for Brian, Dorota. I know, uh, I know, no Dorota. Blair's made. Um, we had a Dorota reference, at least. A little reference. But, yeah, I, I'm just... I feel like... I've never seen it before. I, I haven't done it personally or like nobody like close to me has done it but i've always seen the one yeah. in passing I, I think it's it's probably more more realistic to have to do the tie like i, I feel like a sock on the door is like kind of difficult well i guess actually i don't know if socks easier i don't know what i'm saying never mind <laughs> tie it to tie the whole tie yeah tie that's tie, right yeah <laughs> but i just feel like you would like text someone hey i need the room for a couple hours Yes, that, Dude, they had the happened. flip phones though. It's a little different. Yeah, yeah. They're, they're actually, they had, they had blackberries. Uh, they're all they fucking did. rich. They have blackberries. Yeah. Um, Blair's reaction very hilarious. It's so over the top. She is screaming incredibly. <laughs> Amazing. And on the other hand, Georgina is so unbothered by this and just gives Blair a nonchalant, "Hey, Rumi." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, these are like Blair's at least two favorite people in the world doing this together right now. <laughs> yes, exactly. And, like Dan, for some reason, tries to say that he was just getting a book, but. Blair literally just caught them. He was shirtless and on top yeah. of her. How stupid <laughs> does he think Blair is? I guess he's just, uh, just trying to make it less uncomfortable by making that shit up. I, I mean, just leave at that point. Just, like, run out, yeah. of, the, run out of the room. Yeah. So, <laughs> yeah, then Georgina, again, just so mellow, is like, fine, stay. Maybe you'll learn something. And Dan, <laughs> Dan on the other hand, uh, can't wait to get out of here. I, I, I don't know. I, I feel like Dan would have wanted to keep this more secret. I don't know why he's just, like, 
doing it in Georgina's room, but I, I guess he doesn't care that much about people finding out because he doesn't treat it like like the end of the world as as I would have expected. Right. Well, then everyone finds out. Oh, yeah. Very Preceding quickly. this, every everyone can sit, like finds out immediately. <laughs> yeah. I mean, like, also, is he a, like a morning lover? Like, I, I don't know what what <laughs> your guys' deal lover? is, but like, that, I'm pretty sure it was early morning. <laughs> yeah. I mean, if you want to keep it low key, class, I don't know. yeah, if you want to keep it low key, do it at night. <laughs> oh boy! So Ed leaves Georgina's room, and wouldn't you know it? The very first person he bumps into is Serena. You know, small campus like NYU, this is bound to happen. <laughs> <laughs> I, I know Serena doesn't go to school here, but she, she is looking for Blair. And Serena realizes she just caught Dan on a walk of shame. But uh, Dan tries to convince her he was just visiting Vanessa, even though his shirt is still not even buttoned. And then Vanessa opens the door and blows the whole thing. So uh, Serena's going to realize that he just came out of Blair and Georgina's room. And we get what might be my joke of the episode when Vanessa and Serena both talk at the same time. And Serena says, please tell me it was Blair and not Georgina. And Vanessa says, please tell me it was Georgina and not Blair. (laughs) Very funny. (laughs) Say it the exact same way at the exact same time. And like Serena and Vanessa would be equally horrified if it was the other person. (laughs) Yes, this is very good. Um, I I think I would rather him be with. I think it would be more fun if he was with Blair. That would be much more yes. exciting. So that's that's my hope. Yes, uh, I, we, had, I, we had like a one a one night stand between Dan and and uh, Blair at some point during this. College oh, gotcha. Run. I That'd mean, that would definitely that would definitely be fun. Dan Dan just plowing through everyone at NYU. He might he might as well. <laughs> I also think it's so funny I mean, that we had, we gave Serena a year off from college so she could just walk around this campus instead. <laughs> she could just walk around <laughs> NYU instead. <laughs> Why didn't they just have Serena go to NYU? <laughs> this was, they were gonna, so they have easier. her as the only one that goes to Brown just for, just to have her defer college for a year and just roam the, the hallways at NYU. It makes no sense, head. but it works, I guess. <laughs> Much like Carter is just roaming the city streets waiting for Serena to call him at all times. <laughs> right. <laughs> so, uh, Dan, Vanessa, and Serena are in Vanessa's room, and Dan is coming clean that he was hooking up with Georgina. Vanessa and Serena both agree that they will tease him mercil- mercilessly, but not judge him, because who doesn't have a Georgina in their closet? Uh, who's who's the Georgina in here, guys? This closet. Uh, what? I just well, What the fuck? What does that even fucking mean? I, I think Serena's just like Serena's basically saying what she says later, which is like, I can't judge you because I'm dating Carter right now. But she frames it like everyone in the world is is dating a maniac. Like, yeah, like which isn't I, true. Has, has uh, yeah, everyone dated a person know. that pretended to be someone else a year ago, <laughs> and now you're hooking yeah. up again? <laughs> and like aggressively tried to ruin our lives. Yeah. Well, Nicole's. I knew Nicole for the first year of our dating lives as uh, Sarah. So yeah, I guess she's my my Georgina. Wow. So kind of the exact same situation. <laughs> Pretty much. <laughs> wow. Okay. <laughs> so uh, yeah, I, ca- I cannot say that I uh, have a- anyone like that. Uh, I got skeletons, like actual skeletons. Oh. For Halloween, spooky month. Oh, well, it is spooky month. Yeah. <laughs> well, it's. But please remember, it is Brendan month first, spooky month second. Until well, it's, until it's, it's the over. second half. That's right. Until yeah. for the second half. That's, so you decorated that's a little really bit early. Okay. Yeah. Well, I, no, they're still in the closet. There's they're they're oh, waiting they're not to out come to out. be <laughs> portrayed. Okay. Right. Right. I, I yeah. wait. I, I pay my respects and then I wait and then they come out. What, wait. What, what are your decorations for Brendan month? Or what do we? Right. I was gonna, until mid month, you have to hang up your Brendan. I have. Decorations. I have the picture of Brendan in I th- I think his like. 10th grade soccer team <laughs> you do have that. on my fridge <laughs> that's a really good picture <laughs> i was i was very sick and that, that is day the brendan month tradition i was very ill right <laughs> and it shows that i was very ill that day <laughs> and was this confusing at all for you serena georgina vanessa some similar names here all three syllables all ending with a what was it a lot to handle for you 
Uh, no, because uh, they have really cool nicknames such as B and S. <laughs> <laughs> Makes it a lot easier. Yeah, you know the natural nickname of someone just calling someone else S. Yeah, uh, the most uh, I've definitely my, my brother Steve. I've called him. Uh, hey, S. S, get over here. And me and Brian also call each other B. Like, hey B. Oh, what's up B? Yeah. No, we call we call each other Brr. Brr. Hey, brr. <laughs> also, just 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 to keep going. Uh, the, the next series of events in this scene are very strange. Serena says she was here to see Blair, but since uh, Blair's not here, she asked Dan to come with her. Doesn't mention where she wants to go. Like, do, do do we know where she wants to go? She also calls him Tiger in this scene. Uh, she oh she says, tells him to button up Tiger. And then Vanessa's like, oh, I'll come too because Scott has his comp theory seminar in the morning, and uh, I'm gonna try to meet him for some coffee. But Dan knows that the comp theory seminars are in the afternoon. I guess there's only one class for that, and it's always in the afternoon. So kind of bad intel from Scott. Scott is so bad at this. Like, Scott, yeah. <laughs> Scott is the worst like, so con man of all time. Okay, we said this. Um, if he's, you're going to be a liar, just be a good liar. Also, <laughs> I, I like to think that on the schedule for this class, it just it doesn't give you a time. It just says, it just says afternoon. Afternoon. <laughs> <laughs> Show up when you can. <laughs> afternoon. Um, so <laughs> when Dan says that, Vanessa completely pivots. Instead of addressing that, she just says, oh, actually, I forgot how much reading I have to do, so uh, I'm actually going to stay, which is a weird reaction to getting the news about Scott. And so she's just like, I'll catch up with you later. And Dan just stares at her blankly and flatly says, okay, and then gives her a forward <laughs> peace sign and walks out. <laughs> seemed out of character for Dan. I the, a weird move, giving a forward peace sign. Yeah, forward peace I signs are definitely for like a – they're not for a goodbye. I think the backwards is for a goodbye. Yeah, I agree. The forward is I for agree. a hello. I think forward is like when you're like legitimately meaning peace. Or it's for when like, you're, you're smoking a big duber. Yeah, forward is when you win your Pokemon match and you turn your head sideways. <laughs> yeah, that's that's mm -hmm. the most important one. It's just bizarre yeah. behavior all around. <laughs> yeah. so, Vanessa immediately calls Scott and uh, she tries to catch him in a lie by asking how seminar was. And I was like, yeah, weird. Uh, Dan thinks that seminars are in the afternoon or something. A very casual accusation here. But he saves himself by saying the seminars are in the afternoon, but the study groups are in the morning. Oh. Then he says he, ah, yeah, yes. Classic mix-up. Then he says he can't get coffee with her. I, for, I can't blame him. I wouldn't want to get coffee with Vanessa either. But <laughs> when we find out what he's actually doing, the reveal was also in contention for my joke of the episode. <laughs> where Scott is just having a little father-son guitar lesson it with is Daddy Rufus. Insane. Daddy Hump. <laughs> What did he do? Did he just show up and was like, so funny. Hey, hey, Rufus, you know I'm dating that girl that always breaks into your house, Vanessa? You want to teach me guitar? I love your music. <laughs> like, what? Yeah, I also it, love the... Um, it, 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 correct me if I'm wrong, but it literally it's him hanging up the phone and then it pans out to him holding the guitar, yeah, right? Yeah, you don't know first yeah. where he is insane, until he hangs up. Insane. <laughs> really, really funny. The funniest part is that even like what we're saying now is called out by Jenny because she's yes. like, Dad, you're hanging out with this kid a lot. Yeah, she's like, that, that loser has Sherman hanging out with like, you a lot. Her one for line of the episode. Reason. So funny. <laughs> But, and you would think he would be so happy right now, but the actor that plays Scott always looks, like, mad or annoyed. Or, or scared or like, a little bit. This is, you yeah. Know, like, he's such a bad actor not to not to uh, tarnish the legacy of the famous Chris Ridgey, who plays <laughs> who plays Scott in this show. Like, I, you read a, a, a review of this episode where they said the actor that plays him 
only has two modes, bland and irate bland. And I have two. <laughs> yeah. are the only two facial expressions. <laughs> it really is that true. Is like, like you're saying how weird Vanessa was acting, but I think it's just because like Scott was involved in the plans at all. And when he's involved in anything, whatever's going on is just so off <laughs> and so strange and... Uh, <laughs> I, I, bland and irate is the perfect word to describe any kind of plot dealing with him. <laughs> it's so weird that we get so many of these like, males that come into the show for extended periods of time, and they're all so bad. If you have they're if you have a three so or four, like, yeah, anytime you have a three to five episode run as like, a guest, you're just going to be a terrible <laughs> male actor. <laughs> yeah, they say they always say they they put the flyer up. They say, "Give me your most boring actors, yeah, please." Also, to play, to play this man. But you understood that much, Brian, right? That that this was actually um, Rufus's son, unlike he what he told him at the end of the episode. Yes, yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, they said it throughout the whole episode, like you're actually this dude's son, right? And then he's like, "Hey, well, uh, we'll leave it till the end because I got a bone to pick with what he says." <laughs> oh boy, but do I have a bone of, to pick? Instead of just like coming clean, like he wants to, he's like taking guitar lessons from him. Obviously, Rufus loves this because he thinks he <laughs> yeah. has, like, he's found his only fan here and is calling him one of the greats. And, like, <laughs> I don't know. Brendan, did you think the next scene we were just going to cut to Rufus teaching him how to make waffles? <laughs> that would make the most sense. How to, how to shave. But, but later <laughs> on, later on, Rufus... Shave? <laughs> Rufus tells Scott that Vanessa's like a daughter to him. Sure. Uh, that, that's not the vibes we were getting. But Scott, <laughs> Scott assures yeah. him that he likes her a lot, hopes it works out. And that's when Jenny and Eric enter. I'm very happy to report that Jenny and Eric are still inseparable. Still best friends. Love, if we're not gonna we're not gonna like friends. see them too much. At least they're being seen as pals. Yeah, at least they're there, and just like so we can confirm they are still like inseparable BFFs. That's that's all I need to say. Yeah. Um, Jenny look watch so, though. Yeah. Um, didn't like this one. Not not good. Yeah. Terrible terrible dress. Um, oh my god. <laughs> hair is insane. I think the hair might not have been so insane if it wasn't on top of such an insane dress. But uh, yeah. pre- pretty weird, weird look, especially for when you see the person once and this is all you see is <laughs> her looking <laughs> like she's in a Halloween costume. Um, yeah, so, so some type of like uh, like Kesha-esque hairdo oh, going yeah. on there. Yeah, 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 I can see that. That like very layered, straightened haircut. Uh, yeah. Kesha was very big back in 2009. If you uh, I actually look, don't even know. Where something well, was was uh, Was Kesha 2009 or was that like 2011? No, I, I think Animal I mean, would Brent, have been 2009. Brendan is probably the... Yeah, Brendan's the bigger Kesha fan yeah. between the two of us, so he would know. That's my guess. 2009. I think there's another album, 2011, that's pretty good. We can move off that, though. Okay, okay great. We'll, we'll bring that up in the off-season <laughs> podcast. <laughs> yeah. uh, so, Dan and Serena. Serena is being surprisingly open-minded about the Georgina thing, and she says it's because she can't judge anyone now that she's dating Carter. It might be just me, but I do feel like Georgina is a little worse than Carter. Yeah, she, she's got a worse track record. I mean, she has, also still hasn't proved herself to be good yet, where Carter... Yeah. So far has. And like you were almost at this point trying to prove him bad again. He's yeah. been so good. I mean, Georgina has proved herself to be a delightful presence, but <laughs> she's fun every time she's on the screen. But she, she hasn't done anything yeah. like well, he's, he's, to She's not fun to win. them. She's fun to us. Yeah. <laughs> to win anyone's like like she 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 shouldn't have been able to win everyone over back so yeah. quickly. Like Vanessa really stumped for her last week and it, it went a long way. Well, uh Dan and you, Serena. Oh, go on. I was just saying, you guys missed a pretty big point that like um what, what what's his name? Uh, Carter. Carter. Uh, Carter. Yeah, he uh he got trapped by the Russians and brainwashed, so he he made it through all that. Oh okay, that is. Uh, he is he, that he a, got his he had his arm ripped off. Is this a uh, Sebastian Stan reference? Uh, well, you know he did get put into the ice and frozen for sixty years. Okay, uh, now I'm starting to think this is an Austin Powers reference. No, it's it's a, he's, 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 he's Bucky. 
Oh, oh, thank you. Were you the reviewer from last week? <laughs> <laughs> that pointed that out. <laughs> okay, so we finally found the identity of Comedy Fan. <laughs> Brian's been the reviewer every week. <laughs> I knew it. So you do like the show. Love it. Oh, sorry. Sorry for the inside jokes of the podcast that you don't listen to. It's <laughs> <That's> okay. <laughs> you walked right into that one. <laughs> uh, Dan and Serena are getting along surprisingly well as friends this season. Uh, just in case you didn't pick up on any of this, uh, Dan and Serena are ex-lovers. And sometimes uh, when they're not dating, they can be pretty insufferable together. But this episode, they're, and this whole season really, they've been, uh, they've been very good friends and, and pleasant when they're together. Yeah, all three episodes yeah. so far this season have been, <laughs> they've been very pleasant together. Yeah, I've uh, right. I, I did kind of catch that I, I figured they were um, ex ex loafers, ex loafers, and uh, I, from the end scene, I kind of picked that up. Yes, d- so, definitively. <laughs> so uh, to further support my theory that Carter just walks aimlessly around the city until Serena is available, as soon as Dan walks away, Carter comes out of the woodwork and kisses Serena, <laughs> and he, just, he wants to get a hotel, spend the night with Serena. I, I guess. Nate and Bree must have made it sound so appealing, the uh, 24-hour hotel plan that they did last week. He's also very into white fluffy robes. He's uh, the classic mantra, when there's a white fluffy robe, there's a way. <laughs> That's right. There's yeah, a white I, fluffy robe, there's a way. I don't I, – I, I mean, I guess I get it. Uh, but, like, <laughs> I, I'm more into, like uh, – like, I don't know, like red velvet or something. Ooh, like are you? Ro- I know Brian's a robe man. I, I don't know. I'm I not, am. I, I don't – I haven't owned a robe since I was maybe in middle school. I don't know why that was the, 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 the peak guy. era for my robes. <laughs> I can point to my favorite robe in media, and that is hey, Walter right White's oh. Walter White's robe. Oh, with the Breaking pizza? Bad. Or when, no, uh, no, when he has a lot of money and he lives in his uh, his his apartment. Oh, I, I, I feel like I picture him throwing the pizza when he's wearing the robe. I don't know if that's true. I mean, if, if he did throw the pizza while wearing a robe, we might get a little ass show mm, with like that yeah. follow through. I don't know. A little dong flopper on you. A little you know? dong flopper. Of a dong flopper. So in the uh, in the middle of their con- conversation, some girl named Aubrey walks past them, stops dead in her tracks, turns around and recognizes Carter. Now, I, we know now that she was put up to this, but at the time, I didn't know how she knew it was him because she walks past them, does not look at them, and and then only realizes it's Carter after she stops for no reason and turns around. Like, this was just bad acting on Aubrey's part, but uh, Serena falls for it anyway because she says uh, they met at Brandy Library last month, but Carter Bazin claims that he wasn't even there last month and has no idea who she is. Um, But yeah, she just kind of shamelessly tells him that it must have been another Carter Bazin she had sex with. She slaps him in the face. So not a good look for Carter after Serena just swore to Dan that he was a changed man. Even though Carter's swearing he's not that guy anymore and that Aubrey is just mistaken, but clearly it seems like uh, Serena was shaken by this news. At this point in the episode, did you believe Carter or did you think that he was up to his old ways? I mean, we have no reason not to believe him, not to believe like the girl at this point, honestly, because Carter has a bad reputation. Um, But it sucks because he has been so nice to this point and it, it just it, it, his biggest problem is his face honestly because he looks so evil yeah anytime just, something bad happens like, oh, of face. course of course you did it's, it's, you're a bad guy he's got that he's got that very forward brow a very high mm. uh long brow that makes it look like he's always oh yes he's always, uh, brian he's knows scrubbing. high brow i do oh i do uh <laughs> but high, i mean i mean high brow bry even <laughs> that's right <laughs> even from an outsider looking in i think they did a pretty good job of like selling it on that end uh like i have no idea who these characters are but like I don't know. Guys just don't get slapped in the face for nothing. So, Usually, yeah. Yeah. Oh. Uh, um, so yeah, I don't know. I, or I, I think if 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 I did something, I didn't do anything, something wrong, and some girl slapped me, I think I'd be a little more 
uh, up in arms about like just getting right. slapped I think, by a, yeah. a I think I'd be a little more confused. Like Carter is just so nonchalant. He's just like, yeah, she's yeah, mistaken. It wasn't one. me. Like I'd be like, why does she know my name? Why is she? Why does she <laughs> yeah. know what kind of scotch I drink? What is going on right now? We need to get to the bottom of this. Yeah. And so he's just like. I don't know what's going on with that girl. Like, oh, I know. She got the amount of ice wrong. I drink it neat. <laughs> yeah. Everyone knows I drink it neat. Yeah, exactly. So, um, Vanessa's also a little shaken. She goes to like some office, wants to know if Scott Adler is actually in comp theory class. But the lady can't just give out students class schedules. To Until she can. <laughs> well, no. What she can do, because Vanessa actually just wants to know if he goes here at all. Now she doesn't want even wanted schedule. And the lady's very sympathetic because her last boyfriend told her that his dad invented the battery. So she's like, you know, <laughs> I, I hate that guys are liars first of all that is a it's a little bit on her for believing that yeah <laughs> and secondly why would that be the lie that he tells is she like some kind of big battery fan like who, who is that supposed to impress he didn't even do anything cool in that lie his dad was the one who invented the battery it could be that he was a compulsive liar and that she's that's the one that's the one that she took away like they were watching yeah. an energizer commercial like oh you know my dad invented those you know, now imagine i saw my dad who this, this? Who can't be older than probably fifty at this point? <laughs> yeah, right. the battery itself. That would be like if I started dating Mr. Queso from high school just because I found out he invented the windshield wiper. <laughs> Which is yeah, canon. It would be exactly like that. <laughs> so oh, there's no boy. record of Scott Adler in their system. So a, a thousand red flags going up right now. Blair um, comes to Chuck's place. Obviously, seeing Dan and Georgina going at it has gotten Blair a little horned up as well because uh, she wants to be all over Chuck Ooh, here. She's so horny all episode. <laughs> oh, yeah. my goodness. Well, it's been five days. And the funniest way, uh, too, her, her horny attention. comes out as anger. Because <laughs> <laughs> yeah, every time he says no, which uh, he has a pretty valid reason for not wanting yes! to be back right now. He does have a I big know! business meeting in a couple hours. But I, I love that Blair freaks out on him. And, like, she is so horny this episode that she just cannot she like she screams at him every time she tells her no <laughs> Blair should get whatever she wants all the time I'm sorry Chuck those are the rules <laughs> it, it was so absurd to watch watch Chuck just be like hey uh, like I'm really sorry I just have a like it's a really important meeting I'm sorry like we can definitely do it later and she's like fuck you fuck no get the fuck out <laughs> how do you say no to that what if you have that much time, you have a few hours. Like it's not gonna take. That a few is true. Hours. That is true. I mean, like we're you could do a quick. Let's let's be honest. What, what are they supposed to be like? Nineteen? Yeah. God, easy. There's no way they're, they're lasting more than ten minutes. Yeah. Um. Yeah. <laughs> uh, also, insane that Chuck is eighteen years old and having these business meetings with all these important right. people. Okay. H H P Pennypacker up in here with his fucking <laughs> pinstripe shirt and brown. Yeah, that's his casual. That's, that's, that's what he wears in his room. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> gotta prepare for my big meeting in a few hours. Gotta put on the bu business attire. I mean, at, at least he learned to not have these meetings in his actual room anymore. He's he's learned his lesson on that right. front. So this is when Blair finds her invitation to something and freaks out. Uh, we have no idea what it is now, but we will find out that is it is an invitation to yet another secret elite society. Yes, yeah, so, but uh, also just Brian, just so you know, Chuck is actually like a billionaire in this show. Yeah. Uh, I kind of picked that up from yeah, him. Okay. Uh, I well, I well, I don't know if this is is that a spoiler? Is is stuff within the episode a spoiler? No, yeah, yeah. Okay, I, I kind of picked that one up from him buying a hotel. Yeah. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> yep, yeah, exactly. But also, that so, that kind of threw me a little bit too because he had to get rid of all of his shares just for one hotel. I thought I thought he was like the richest man in the country, or or one of the richest men. Like he had to. Can't you just buy a hotel with like your lying around cash if you're that rich? 
Yeah, I don't know how much hotels cost. I don't know <laughs> right. if he's got Especially them tied in the Upper up. East Side. Yeah, I don't know if he's got them tied up in bonds right now, which was a big problem <laughs> in previous episodes. Well, a, so. a hotel costs about as much as four houses in Monopoly, so <laughs> it can't be too yeah, much money. Right. Well, why doesn't he just sell four of his houses? <laughs> right, that's what I was thinking. <laughs> So, uh, Dan goes to see Georgina. He is clearly frazzled, can't find the words, and Georgina tells him immediately, like, like uh, this is obviously the first time you've ever had one of these talks, and she calls him adorable and kisses him and invites him to get pizza, and Dan can't believe how easy that was. Also, Georgina just looks like a maniac when she kisses him. Yeah, she's she's so scary. Yeah. I mean, Brian doesn't have this background with her, but you, you just are waiting for her to almost snap. You're waiting for the other way. shoe to drop. Yeah. You know something's going to happen with her. Yeah, I mean, I did take a look at her, and I was like, this reminds me of, like, every goth girl in Farmingdale <laughs> High School, uh, which is what I assume that she is like, so. Yes, she is like every goth girl in Farmingdale High School. I can confirm that, so. Awesome. Um, Blair and Serena now. Blair knows all about this. Uh, the Elite Table is the American name for it, I believe. And it seems like, again, just another secret society that Blair wants to be a part of. It feels like we do this at least once a season, really and do. Blair still hasn't learned her lesson. If that makes no you sense. Can just join the uh, the Elks. <laughs> yeah, that's true. <laughs> that's a, a local Long Island joke for anyone out there. Uh, or the Knights of Columbus. Or Knights of Columbus. Really yeah. To, so uh... people that might know of Knights of Columbus, the Elks is, I guess, the other one that we yeah. have. <laughs> I didn't even know that. I guess I wasn't part of that secret society. <laughs> no. Well, uh, if it's it's not so secret, if everyone knows about it, Gagan, God, God as damn. Serena will say. So Blair blames actually her whole Chuck dilemma on Serena because Serena was the one that ruined his big speakeasy plan. And it's interesting that Blair's boyfriend and best friend are seemingly not on speaking terms because of the events of last week, and yet it does not seem to be affecting her at all. No, not at all. Um, I, and I don't want, I don't know why I didn't pick up on the whole plan at all in the background because usually these things you can kind of pick up on, and somehow all this went right past me no i think they did a good job because i did not uh pick up that it was blair and chuck doing this doing uh doing this stuff at all either until oh. the reveal yeah. and then when i was uh and also i didn't pick up on the georgina stuff either until i watched it a second time today and then i was able to pick up on on all of the clues i so i thought it was i thought it was pretty well done which is when brian texted me before we did this and he watched the show yesterday he was just saying how ridiculously confusing it was and i think this happens a lot whenever we have someone on the show who hasn't watched before it's always the most confusing episode of a confusing show <laughs> the most convoluted it was like a scooby-doo episode <laughs> it really it was. Fucking mystery and we gotta like, solve this kid's yeah learn dad 15 different girls names um and try and understand the dynamic between all these people learn about this kid who might be this guy's son <laughs> with another yeah, woman who you don't see who's off camera and then figure out the mystery at the same or... time <laughs> yeah, really uh, mental gymnastics over here that I was yeah, doing. So it really prepared me for uh, any other show I was going to watch. Yeah. Any other show in the world. So Blair warns Serena that guys like Carter never change, which is interesting coming from her because she is dating Chuck Bass. Like, it is um, funny, right? Yeah. Chuck Bass, not the best guy in the beginning in the beginning of the show. No, you, so. you just have like a they weird also, hankering for him. Yeah. <laughs> you also do reference that, right? Like at the end of the episode, they're like, guys never change or whatever. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Is, it's, <laughs> it's it's some like quote like that where like guys will be guys and then they well, say that's it like again. the official tip off that the two yes, of them were in they, on this together 
Yeah, they both say something like, uh, "Oh yeah, yeah, okay, that makes some sense." Some guys are who they are, or whatever. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's what it <laughs> they say it back to back. They really Blair and Chuck both wanted to be the one to say that brilliant line. They couldn't, they couldn't <laughs> hold it in. That's what tips off Serena. <laughs> They're brainstorming, and then uh, Chuck says, "Some guys are who they are," and Blair's like, "Oh, that's good. Yeah, that's, that's good." good. <laughs> so, um, Chuck shows up to meet with McPherson in his office, and uh, the girl that tells Chuck that he's going to have to reschedule, I, I gasped upon seeing who it was. Um, Megan Fahey playing Devin, famously of The Bold Type, a fantastic show, and she played my favorite character, so very excited to see oh. her. As excited as Brian was to see Bucky in his earlier years. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> Never heard. Uh, wh- where does she have an MBA in? Um... Does she have an MBA from Tuck, if I heard that correctly? I don't know what that is. I uh, no idea. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. Um, and she tells Chuck that she's not the coat check girl. So I, did she hear about Chuck's plan for the coat check girls in his restaurant? <laughs> she must have. Is she saying like I'm not gonna give you? I'm not gonna give you a happy ending right now. <laughs> I forgot about that. <laughs> I think she was more so just saying like she, she could just tell she's almost being condescended to immediately. Right, Even exactly. with that, he didn't really say anything yeah. specific, but he just gave gives an, an air of like, hey, uh, you're a woman must in business. Be... Get out of my way. Yeah, it must be him walking and going, uh, hey, sweetheart. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, if you could just point me to your uh, boss your, real quick. Your, your right. man boss. Yeah. Your man boss. Well, Devin is really girl bossing all over the scene. She's, yeah. She tells Chuck oh, hell that yeah. um, Mr. McPherson gets a ton of young businessmen who think they're hot shit, and they're just as persuasive as Chuck, and uh, she's very unimpressed by Chuck's whole whole thing he's got going on here. Yeah, but- it almost sounded like she was uh, – like waiting for him. Like, if you want to be more convincing, like, like Chuck was going to suck off Mr. McPherson or something like that. Uh, and and I was like, I, I just don't understand, like, where like these these lines, like, they just don't add up. Like, at least if you're going to call someone out for like being a shithead, like, I don't know. Because then she she gives Chuck a tip and she says, if you really want to be taken seriously, you have to show Mr. McPherson that you respect his past, which is a weird tip, but all right, right. Um, and then I, I don't know how how Chuck is able to correctly interpret that vague tip because uh-huh. he, he responds to that by looking at all the pictures in the room and then steals some book that has a picture and is like, obviously, it's what she's told me to do right now is to bid on this photograph right here. I got he, all of that by her saying you need to respect his past. And he did it very obviously. He stole he took <laughs> yeah. I don't know if he stole the book or took it because uh, she like let him do it, but like he was very obviously like took the book and like kind of spun around with it, and he was like, "Okay, bye." <laughs> I guess I can take it. Yeah, yeah. yeah I think- so by my by this logic, every single person that this man, <laughs> Mister McPherson, has ever done a business deal with has bought him one of these pictures. So that's like the number of business deals he's done is how many uh, pictures are on the wall. <laughs> well, I don't, I, I don't know. Maybe that's photography, but like I don't think people. I don't know if there's anyone who would pay a lot of money for a picture of someone else with Jerry Seinfeld <laughs> or something like that. I don't know. <laughs> It's very strange. It's not usually no, something would. I would pay a lot of money for because no, I, would, I want I would. to give it to someone else. I want that. Yeah. <laughs> so, I don't know if you remember these characters, but Nate and Bree. Nate is showing up later and later in these episodes. Last week, it was over 10 minutes before he got his first scene. This week, we're a full third of the way into the episode before out. he makes an appearance. They really do not care about Nate at all so far in this season. Is, they're not ready this for this that... uh, family disparage to... to kind of drop yet they're waiting for like oh we, we're, this is going to happen like episode six maybe so we'll just like show his face so you guys remember he's here and then we'll get to that here. plot line he's here he's still road. a hunk so this is these are the two that were uh, making out in the middle of new york street right that's a big move for a lot of these couples i was gonna say yes, i think that uh, happened to like maybe each couple except for dan this episode by the end of okay the episode. um but yeah but yeah i i mean i 
I don't know. That's that seems very unrealistic <laughs> to be walking down the road in New York City and start making out with someone. Oh, I am. Listen, you would have loved less episode because it happened way way more. But <laughs> we we get the exposition that Bree's parents still haven't returned any of her phone calls or texts or even her Facebook wall posts, and uh, Nate is. Basically, just says, "Okay, well, let's actually go out tonight, and so that you can stop locking me in a hotel room." And he's basically just being like, hey, "Can I please have a storyline that has to do with the rest of the characters, please? I am so tired of just being the only person not in the main storyline." And Bree thinks they might not even remember who he is, and that's really not good for that yeah. to be such an accurate this is statement like about almost, one of the show's main it's like characters. Commentary on the show at the moment, yeah. And then they talk about them going to see the rest of the cast, and then they don't do yeah. it, and then they <laughs> don't, don't, and then they don't them. have any scenes with them. They don't see Nate, Nate again. Is so out of the loop. It is so out of the loop. He doesn't even know about the big auction yet. He's like, I'll call my friends and find out what's going on tonight. He doesn't know about the big auction? Is he going to school? He's going to Columbia, yeah. I mean, I don't know if he's gone. To I don't think he's gone yet. Or if he's just been pulled up in the, in the hotel room with, with Bray. Yeah. I don't yeah think he's I, obviously, Brian, you're a big Nate fan based on the 30 seconds right. of screen time he got. In his, oh, in yeah. Love the guy. <laughs> Love him. Great kisser. So Chuck... Sh- yeah, obviously. Chuck shows up to the place where the auction is going to be. Blair is also there. She thinks he's there to see her, but he actually just needs to bid on something that will help him with his business deal, that photograph, obviously. And Blair is there because for her secret society, she has to contribute to their sal- salon's art selection, which right off the bat seems like a scam. Blair is getting scammed. This should be a red flag to her. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah, you can join our secret society. You just have to donate and like buy us some art. And it- Yeah, I don't so- know why she doesn't see this because she hasn't made a single friend at college. So who would have contacted yeah. her from the school? Yeah. Well, I mean, I think she just, she's Blair, so she just assumes it is her God-given right to be a part of a secret society. <laughs> right. So she gets the invitation. She's like, finally, they realize me. <laughs> and Blair needs to bid on the same photograph that Chuck needs to for some reason. And Blair, so Blair needs to get it to, into her society. Chuck needs it to uh, get in good with McPherson. And what are the odds? So at, at this point, did you think something was up? Because this is quite the coincidence. I still didn't at this uh, point. Yeah, I, I, maybe this is me just being kind of ignorant to uh, the show's writing ability. Uh, I just thought it was like a, like a fun yeah. little thing that they wrote in yeah. there to be like, haha, wouldn't this be uh, wacky? Exactly. That's totally what I thought. But yeah, I, I've, se- I've seen this episode and I was fooled. So yeah. uh, they, they obviously both want the piece. Uh, who do you think should get it? I, I feel like it does probably make more sense for Chuck to have it for his business oh. deal, but, but he is so condescending when he tells Blair that he's sorry he needs this and kind of like gives her a little uh, touch on the cheek that I, I, I kind of want to side with Blair just out of pettiness. Yeah. Uh, I, I, yeah. Uh, I, I mean, in, in terms of value, uh, I think that this – could pay off more for Chuck where Blair's like, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, I could, I, it's a secret society and they want me to, to buy this picture because, uh, they said so. Yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly. But if it comes to I, like Blair finally having, uh, some sort of purpose at her school where she's an outsider, I would give her that knowing like if I'm Chuck mm-hmm. and I know her struggles, I'll be like, Hey, you could take it. But he, yeah. I guess he also really wants to prove himself as a businessman because everything he's gotten so far in life has been, Hand it to him, so he's trying to get something for himself. But also, in order to do that, he has to buy more things. So <laughs> he has to know. use the money that which he was given. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. uh, so they're on the rocks now a little bit. Classic boyfriend girlfriend squabble. Yeah, I'm sure oh. uh, this has happened to you guys all the time, where you guys both want the same uh, same photo, very expensive photo photograph that you. Me and Nicole are always fighting about this Jerry Seinfeld photo with Brian in it. <laughs> I yeah, and I you know what? It's worth forty two thousand dollars. When Brian brought that up, it did hit a little too close to home. It did, uh, like, yeah. <laughs> you got quiet. Yeah, I like to rub it in. <laughs> so, 
Scott comes to Vanessa's room, and Vanessa gives him 30 seconds to explain why there's no Scott Adler enrolled at NYU. I feel like he should have had some excuse ready to go in case this happened, but the best he has is, I lied to you because I had to. And <laughs> Vanessa's just like, that's not good enough. <laughs> I'm still scared Scott, of you. That sucks so much, he makes Vanessa look good. For a little while. She she goes back to her she, old ways later. She handles this pretty poorly, but we'll, we'll get to that. Yeah. And so Scott comes clean, tells Vanessa his last name is Rawson, and that he's Rufus and Lily's son. This reveal had no buildup. It comes at such a weird time. It's just like, I, I don't know. You, you would think we'd have this whole thing where he's like, all right, I'm going to come out and say it. But like Vanessa just asks him what's going on, and he immediately cracks. And is like, all right, listen, yeah. I'm Rufus and Lily's son. But yeah. you can't tell anyone. This has kind of been Uh-oh. like a, a season and a half's worth of build-up, and this is all we get. Yeah. Yeah, and, and that's all we got. And also, that's the funniest thing. I, I immediately, uh, I wrote in my notes, actually, that it was <laughs> how, how ridiculous it was that he should know Vanessa by now. You shouldn't have said, please don't tell anyone. <laughs> yeah. what, what do you think she's going to go and do? Obviously. Uh, Brian, how shocked were you about this big reveal? Uh, Well, let's just say that I, I wasn't sure how long this was in the works for. Uh, it could have been in the works for this episode, and I would have been like, oh, okay. I guess that makes okay, sense. That's, that's what they're doing. Yeah, you would have had the same reaction either way if it was a long yeah. long con yeah. or just early con. I mean, I, I I thought, like, from, like, the, the guitar scene, you're, like, not supposed to know that, like, <laughs> this is a thing. And you're like, oh, okay, now I understand. But then they just kind of just bleed it there out. It okay. Perfect. Uh, Scott tells Vanessa the whole story now. He decided he wanted to meet his biological parents, but his adopted parents told him that they wanted nothing to do with him, which is pretty fucked up. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Sorry you're an adult now that you can't do what you want to do with your own life. <laughs> so me. Yeah, no, actually, they said they want nothing to do with you. Yeah, take it from us. Sorry, you can't. You can't. <laughs> Vanessa's like, yeah, they lied to you. Like, your parents told them... Rufus and Lily looked for you. Your parents told them that you were dead. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I think the whole boating accident... <laughs> That's that's the most white thing I've heard on this show so far. <laughs> yeah, my younger son, my younger brother died in a boating accident. Yes, this was just his younger brother. Uh, an RC boating Vanessa, accident. <laughs> Vanessa, <laughs> Vanessa's not mad enough about Scott pathologically lying to her for like months at this point. I did. It really is He's crazy. gotten over it alarmingly quickly. She should be mad and weirded out and by Definitely by weirded Scott. out, at the very least. It's also crazy yeah. that like after Scott hearing this news that, well, what is his name? What's his actual name? Uh, Scott. Oh, it is Scott, but just a different last name. Okay. Yes, Scott um, Rawson. So, Mr. Rawson here. It's crazy that he finds out that his parents lied to him uh, about Rufus and Lily and <laughs> essentially told people that he was dead. And then by the end of the episode, <laughs> he's somehow siding with those people that, like... Yeah, I... Cover, yeah, yeah, he doesn't react ridiculous. well. He doesn't react correctly to that either. It also should be pretty clear to Vanessa that he was just using her to get to Rufus. That's she something she didn't touch that. on either. She's like, oh, well, he obviously still oh. loves me. Like, look at me. How could he not have just fallen in love with me? Yeah. Like, oh, wait, I'm going back to Boston. Sorry. <laughs> Lily has a lot of catching up to do when she finally comes home. She really Lily does. has no idea what I hope I get to catch her up so, when she comes back. <laughs> So uh, Scott's like, yeah, I need to talk to my parents first before I, I talk to Rufus. So uh, e- Vanessa, if you have any feelings for me at all, you won't say anything. Which it, Vanessa did not ask for this huge secret that she now has to keep from the closest people she has to a family. Yeah, what do you think like, you have I the leverage why, here? I get why she he doesn't want her telling people, but like if he doesn't want people to know yet, he shouldn't have told her anything. <laughs> yeah, go, maybe go <laughs> straight to Rufus first. Lying to her. He should have gone straight yeah. to Rufus, and then Vanessa should have just not said anything also. But it's, I guess it starts with Scott being weird. Yeah, Vanessa's an idiot, but first, Carter's having some trouble paying for the hotel. His uh, card won't work. Someone ordered a bunch of room service that he's claiming was not him, and Serena's like, 
listen, just use my card. You, I mean, but you should at least play, pay for the room service. And now Serena knows that Sir, or Carter knows that Serena does not believe him, uh, both that he didn't pay for the room service and that he didn't know that girl. So at this point, for me, I was like, I, I feel like it's pretty clear that Carter is telling the truth, much like in the episode where uh, but we first find out about Georgina when Serena keeps getting all these gifts from from Georgina and people think it's Serena ordering like the porn magazines and the cocaine and ev- and the wine yeah. and everything. I was like, it's so obvious that Serena <laughs> is telling the truth. I, at this point, I'm like, okay, obviously someone is trying to set Carter up here. But right, I, still, uh, I didn't know who at all. But I was like, this is weird. Neither did I. Um, I I don't know. Are we really supposed to pick up on the 95 Dom as <laughs> being Blair's yeah, favorite? There's, there's some very uh, subtle. There's some very subtle clues that. I, I did not pick up on the first viewing. But would we have known but, that? Is that something we know from and, prior seasons or no? Well, so, uh, don't worry. I'll, I'll flag it up when, okay. we, uh, <laughs> when we get to it. But so Carter's basically like, uh, listen, do you trust me or not? Because if you don't, then what the fuck are we doing? Which is completely fair. Like, this oh, obviously yeah. does look terrible for Carter. But if Serena actually does trust him and think he's a changed person, then he should give him the she should give him the benefit of the doubt. Right. And so That's the end game. She admits she, right. She admits she's not sure if she trusts him. And it does not look promising for our favorite new couple. It does not. Do. Uh, you, you can't blame either one of them, I guess. Um, and it, it's, he's not even like fully blaming her. He's like, "Well, if you don't trust me, then what are we doing?" In the in the way that he's like not pissed off, just sort of like, "Just don't don't waste yeah. your time with me." Then, if I'm such a bad right, guy, exactly. then leave me alone. Yeah, so he's like, "So what are we doing here?" So Chuck comes to apologize to Blair, and we have one of my favorite exchanges in the episode. I'll I'll be both characters here. <clears throat> Came to apologize. So apologize. That was it. <laughs> that was a good, good apology. <laughs> Perfect. Really good. I mean, that, so it's, it's fair. It makes sense. That's a classic New York apology right there. <laughs> I, just I think I've had heard my dad use that one once. That was it. Um, he brings her champagne and says that the relationship should be more important than the photograph they're fighting over and suggests that neither of them get it. And so this is the first tip off here we see. It is yeah. actually the same kind of champagne that was ordered to Carter's room. A sneaky right. little hint there. I think they actually bring it up like 95 uh, Dom, your favorite, right? Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, I, yeah. I don't know if they say it in this scene or in another scene, but yeah, they definitely do mention it. So it's just a sneaky little hint there that they that they throw in. So, th- so I think this is, is this the, did they talk about the bidding paddle already or is this a good yes, time to no, yeah. mention my joke of the episode? Blair, <laughs> Blair says uh, she already has her bidding paddle, and I'm sure this is where your favorite joke of the episode comes in. Yeah, I already have my bidding paddle, I'm, <laughs> and then Chuck goes, I'm sure we can find some other use for it. I think yeah. I think my favorite jokes of the episode are just the ones where it's something that if they just cut off the line halfway through, I could have filled it in myself. Just <laughs> I think that's why they really cracked me up. I think they also could have gone a different way with this and like not even used this line. They could have said something about like how, so go with me here and assume that Chuck is born in 91. He could have said, I could be your 91 Dom. Oh, you know, boy. You could have gone that way. Or she could have said it. Either way works. <laughs> yeah, I think that's for, right. uh, for the average viewer of this show, I think you'd be like, what? what? Dom? <laughs> Who? <laughs> so, His I name's can't... Dom? I don't really get... <laughs> Nicole's dad? <laughs> yeah, what? Yeah, that's what they'll say. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and meets Vanessa at the coffee shop, and Vanessa does something truly unhinged. After Scott says not to tell anyone... She immediately goes to tell Dan, but that's that's not the problem. Like she doesn't even tell Dan the most important part. She yeah. just says that right. Scott has been lying to everyone that he doesn't He's go to dangerous. NYU. Dan's like, "What the fuck? He's been following yeah. you around and recommending professors. That's beyond creepy." Yeah, why'd you and leave me with half this information? Me, Dan Humphrey, <laughs> a known stalker. Like, obviously, this is crazy. And like, was Vanessa going to tell the, the whole truth? Because before she can say anything, Georgina interrupts. Right. <laughs> this. 
we got to break down this, this statement here. Georgina tells them she was locked out of her room, and based on the size of the sock on the doorknob, she didn't want to knock. So a couple things here. First of all, <laughs> first, of all first of all, I guess Chuck filled in Blair on what a sock on the doorknob means. <laughs> Secondly... Is that a thing? The bigger the sock you put on the doorknob, the more ferociously I, you're fucking. I guess the, like, <laughs> because the size be right. of the, the the whole thing with the size of the foot, like bigger big socks means big dick. <laughs> but I but like I interpret it as like guys jack off into their socks. So if that's oh, like if so that's your stiff sock hanging just, off the door. Well, that too, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, I don't put it on the doorknob. I actually just I, I slide it in from uh, hanging on the outside. So it's, it's like one of those, uh, like a caution sign coming, sticking out from yeah. the door. Based, of this, based on the size of the sock on the doorknob, I didn't want to knock. So you're, you're surmising that you, you're thinking Georgina saw that the sock was so big. So now she's thinking Chuck's piece is so big. So she doesn't yes. want to open the door and, and be see someone by getting that. demolished inside. <laughs> what if it's the other way? That the sock was so small, oh. I don't want to open it. Up. It was him walking and crying. <laughs> yeah, yes, because famously, I was famously. I was very confused by this statement because it, on both sides of the coin, it still doesn't make sense. Do you do you not want to walk in because of the size of his penis, or do you not want to walk in because they're having sex? Yeah. Because if you're like that's that's a sock I could walk in on. Then that's right, a whole right. other that's story. Just, that's an adequately sized sock. Right. I think I'll knock on the door and interrupt <laughs> their boning. Based section. on the size of this sock, but I'm going to ruin their sex. <laughs> or maybe she just like couldn't handle walking into a room where someone was having sex with one sock on. Like she just like I can't see a guy oh. with a, missing, Why a, missing a sock. Why mention the size of the sock at all? Good point. Yeah. <laughs> anyway. Well, we all know Georgie's a freak, right? I mean, this is this supposed to be. Maybe she's just. This is one of her freak moments. I guess so. Yeah. So. <laughs> Vanessa's like, no, actually, I'll leave. And Dan does not make her stay and tell him what's going on. He just asks if she'll be at the big auction tonight. Yeah, you just gave me this alarming news. We'll talk about it later. Yeah. And it's weird that, just to bring up the events of episode one again, that Vanessa's allowed to go to these fancy auctions without anyone accusing her of changing, but God forbid Dan goes to one polo match and it was the end of the world. <laughs> right. Yeah, why, why can't she just do that? And also, so yeah, on that, on that note, she can rush to go tell Dan, her best friend, uh, about this because it should be alarming. But the reason why yeah. she goes and tells Dan is because she thinks she's helping this kid, which is one wrong, and leaving him with half the information is also wrong. But if she was to go and just tell him because she was worried, that's totally fine. But she didn't go for that reason. This is why it's so crazy for Vanessa to bring this up at all if she wasn't going to tell Dan the whole story. Because now Dan is telling Georgina. He's telling other people. He's assuming the worst. And it's like the weird right. half measure helped no one. So even when Vanessa was in the right with Scott, like for most of the episode, she still finds a way to fuck it up. It's, it's amazing. <laughs> she really does. <laughs> She really, really does. She has a talent for fucking everything up. So, yeah, sometimes I think Chuck, we're reading too much into her, and we're just like really harping on all her worst qualities. And she goes and has an episode like this. It just proves you. It, 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 <laughs> it should be so easy for her to have a good episode here, and she just does not. Yeah. If only Ligori was here for this one, we could have really showed him that this was terrible. So, Chuck and Blair are getting hot and heavy. Their phones go off at the same time, and they both realize that the other is still planning on trying to buy the picture. Um, Blair is pissed that Chuck lied to her without even acknowledging that she also lied, which is amazing. And so she storms out and takes his shoes with her, and Chuck just goes, she stole my shoes, which also made me laugh. I feel This episode has a lot of funny parts. I was laughing a lot it, in this episode. This, a lot of funny parts. This, this show needs a laugh track, let's be real. Yeah. This, this, is, this would be the single cam sitcom that Multi-cam would have a laugh track. track. 
See, like, what, what no, no, it would, it would still be a single be cam. A, okay, you want this to still yeah. be a single cam? Correct. Apple okay. Exactly. <laughs> the rarely seen, often talked yeah. about. <laughs> um, um, I guess a lot of, not a lot of Modern Family was single cam. Uh, anyway. <laughs> Great. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> no, I, did, I was waiting for a laugh. I, I, don't get, I don't get the joke. I think Cam was, was uh, together with his husband for a majority of the show. <laughs> I think oh. this was the joke. Single, single. It was a relationship cam that we got for. for oh, <laughs> gotcha. But what I was going to say about Gossip Girl in general to Brian is that I started watching the show thinking it was going to end up sort of being a hate watch like you sort of think it would right. be. Um, but th- these funny moments, and even the ones that look like they are laugh at moments, uh, you learn that I think the show is kind of making fun of itself a little bit too sometimes, and you, right. you end up just loving the show and laughing with it, even when it's at its most ridiculous, because I think it knows it's ridiculous. Yeah, maybe it's like just because I mean, don't get me wrong, like I could one hundred percent hate watch this if if I would say if someone that I cared about, i.e., Matt Gagan and Brenda Rebel, and wanted I'm... me to watch Gossip Girl, I think I would. I would go ahead and do it and like begrudgingly start. And then by the halfway through, I'd be like, okay, sure. Let's have a laugh <laughs> here and there. Yeah. Uh, but to, to like, I don't know. I feel like just other than that, not, not, not it. Sure. Sure. I, yeah. I'm just, I'm just saying for someone who is not that type of show, there is a lot to find, to find. In yes. Here. Yeah. There's something. So Georgina has gone back to her Harriet the Spy days. She's in her private investigator mode, and she wants to know anything else about Scott. Apparently, Scott played soccer in high school for the Lions, and he was MVP. What a, what a brag that must have been for him to, to tell Dan. And he played for the Lions, which Dan still remembers, and they get a last name. It's Rawson. It seems like Dan immediately remembers the last name, which is probably why Vanessa shouldn't have said anything, because mm-hmm. now Dan is going to think that this guy's a crazy stalker, which he still kind of is, but... Yeah, still weird. Yeah. Still weird. So and, what's the whole deal with uh with with Dan getting letters from people, or is that well, Mr. Rawson? Dan, I don't know. Scott Rawson, same guy, sent Dan a fan mail letter last year. Still have no closure on that whether he was actually just coincidentally a fan of Dan, or if this was some weird misguided attempt to try to get yeah, into the I'm family the by telling ladder. Dan. I'm guessing that as well, but it was such an unnecessary risk, as we will see throughout this episode, <laughs> right. that Dan recognizes the last name immediately. I mean, maybe so, it was like plan number one, and it's like, wait, that's not going to get me anywhere. I'll just pretend I'm going to one of their schools. <laughs> right. And yeah. too. Also, imagine just dropping your uh, your identity as a VIP um, soccer player. You know, I think you mean MVP soccer player. No, V. I very Brian, important VIP. player. <laughs> Brian Desporto over here. <laughs> He's a very important player. Speaking of that's the most important VIP Scott. He sees Vanessa in the hallway, and he thought about going back to Boston, but then he thought about Vanessa, so he called his parents, had it out with them, told them everything, and he just doesn't want to be alone when he tells Rufus and. This makes Vanessa so happy for some reason. She smiles at him for like a full minute and then is like, he won't be alone. Like she should be more weirded <laughs> out by this guy. But instead she's like weirdly smitten by all of this. I don't know. It, it's it, classic 2009 girl trying to save a guy. I guess so. And so back to Dan and Georgina. Uh, Dan remembers uh, the last name Rawson from the guy who sent him fan mail. I guess when you only have one fan, it's it's easy to remember the name. So, Scott used his actual name when writing his letter to Dan. Why would he do that? What a rookie mistake. (laughs) Dan should be creeped out right now, and he is a little bit, but I think that uh, he, in the back of his mind, he is loving that he has a crazy stalker fan. 
I think he's just still like at this point praying, like, I hope this was a real fan letter and <laughs> not just a real bruise. That's <laughs> <laughs> my only one. Ben so, leaves Vanessa a message saying that Scott is not who he says he is, which, yeah, Vanessa literally just told you that. And also he might be dangerous, but she doesn't answer. No one really answers their phones in this episode. A lot of voice, a lot of voicemails in this one. So Anne and Georgina are going to go to the auction because Vanessa is going to be there. We got to get all of our characters to the event of the week. Yes. Right. Got it. Here it is. Here it First is. people we got we see arriving, Nate and Bree. And if you're keeping track at home, we are more than halfway through the episode, and this is only the second time we've seen Nate. And it will be the last time we see Nate. You know, what's crazy is that I don't even remember seeing Nate in this scene. I just remember seeing <laughs> Bree. They just kiss. They kiss, and everyone takes their picture. And it's the last time we're going to oh, see Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, okay, it was all like yeah. that stutter frame weird yeah. stuff. Very strange. So... Vanessa and Scott show up. They both look like they don't want to be there. Scott looks like he's going to throw up, which is one of the only his only modes of operation. Um, Blair and, <laughs> That's what Blair it and is. Serena, yeah, Blair and Serena arrive at the same time. Blair tells her why she's there. She's incensed that Chuck has the audacity to put his happiness above hers. You know, as she should be. I I always love when she starts screaming about something because they're just outside this auction on the sidewalk and she is just screaming about how yeah, unfair it is. That Chuck wants to be. It is. It makes sense though because like when Chuck gets together with Blair, he should understand that she is priority with everything. Yes, she. This is this is how she operates. He, he understands Blair being Blair. Yeah. So. Uh, Serena tells Blair she's sorry, but if it makes it feel any better, she was right about Carter. Uh, I guess because of that whole room service fiasco, Blair, Blair was right about everything. And so Chuck then shows up, wants to know where his shoes are, but Blair storms off. And also, and this is when she also mentions in front of Serena, she she mentions that Chuck can't distract her with more Dom. So uh, uh-huh. again, I think Serena is able to hear that in this moment. And uh, like I said, really caught a lot more on the second watch here where they, where they mentioned this. And I love this little squabble between Chuck and Blair, because even though they're fighting all episode, it never really gets that serious. Chuck even cracks no. a smile during this exchange. It's, it's, uh, it's nice. I, they, you know, yeah, he's having well, what's, fun. What's five grand? I mean, it's exactly. nothing. It doesn't, it's nothing. It really is nothing. Exactly. He's having fun doing like with the, playing this little game with her because they need games, but they're, they've kind of decided off of like the, uh, role playing with real people sort of thing. So, right. And so Chuck is very pleased to see that Carter isn't with Serena and tells Serena the bit, the big quote, some guys just are who they are, which uh, <laughs> Blair had just said. And even the first time I was watching, even now, just after realizing how strange it was that they said the exact same thing, I still was not putting the pieces together, even though this is when Serena clearly starts to. Yeah, because it, it's really, it's not by itself a telltale line. Yeah, all, all you just get like, is just because they both say it at some weird. point. Like, that's weird. Why the did they just that? say the exact yeah. same? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, also they, they like kind of pan into Serena's face kind of looking puzzled like, huh, she's really really selling the think. I've heard that somewhere <laughs> yeah. before. Yes. <laughs> so inside the auction, Scott and Vanessa approach Rufus. Rufus can barely say how excited he is to see them before Scott completely cuts him off and just goes, remember when I said I need to talk to you today? That's why I'm here. <laughs> <laughs> it's right now. That's why I'm here today. <laughs> but of course, at that moment, the announcer says the auction will begin in a few minutes and Rufus has to go. I mean, if I were Rufus, I would definitely want to know why Scott was so urgently yeah. trying to say something. Even and better if, if he just Scott... cut, he cut Rufus off and says, hi, Rufus, I'm not your son. <laughs> <laughs> and if I were Scott, I would just blurt out and say it. Like, you ever pump yourself up to do something? It's pretty hard to do. Like, it'd be really yeah. hard to get that momentum back. The longer it takes, oh, the longer yeah. he's just going to have that hit in his stomach. That's true. Also, also, Scott's mom is here. 
<laughs> just like waiting around in the corner, looking very out of place. Yeah. So the auction has begun. Chuck and Blair sit next to each other. Uh, Blair and Chuck both know that Blair can't outbid Chuck, so her strategy is just to make him lose focus. And the first item up for auction is coincidentally the one that they are oh. both here to bid on. So <laughs> yeah. looks like it'll be a pretty quick night for them. <laughs> it's actually the only night, uh, only item in Southern Beast tonight. <laughs> what is she doing to distract him? Is she like like stroking him while this is going yeah, on? I think so. Yeah. 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 She's playing the old uh, What State Am I Thinking of game. Ah, uh, yes. Right. But... <laughs> he already guessed it right. <laughs> uh, have either of you ever uh, been to an auction? You big auction guys at all? I've, uh, never been. I've always wanted to be at one. Brent's only yeah, held them. He's, he's only been the guy that is naming the prices. Right. Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah, uh, never. never it's, always, it's like Dungeons & Dragons. Always been the Dungeon Master. Never been in the uh, Dungeon. We can all relate you know. to that. The Dungeon yeah, Master, right. never the dragon, as the old saying goes. That's and right. So, I love both of their styles here. Chuck is straight-faced and stoic the entire time, doesn't crack a smile, and Blair gives a delightful little smile every time she waves her paddle. Yeah. <laughs> I guess that's part of the, the most of the fun for her, honestly, is like the waving yeah. of the paddle. Yeah, yeah, of course. That paddle does look very fun to wave. Yeah. Um, it, so yeah. We get to $7,100 before Blair starts yelling at Chuck to let her have it. Chuck tells her that she shouldn't have to barter her way into a secret society. She's special enough on her own. She doesn't need some group to say she is, which is a very sweet sentiment. I hope yeah. he actually yeah. meant it and wasn't just trying to get her to stop bidding. So uh, Blair fires back with, since when does Chuck Bass have to buy a partner? The Chuck she knows bribes no one but her. And while they're arguing, it's sold by, for 7500 to Serena of all people. And if you weren't picking up on what was going on, this is uh, kind of out of nowhere. And she just gives them a look and walks away. Pretty badass move, even though I didn't know what was going yeah, on. Yeah, I don't know why she um, needed to do that, but it was funny. Yeah, yeah it, it just shows how uh, uh, arbitrary money is in this show that some <laughs> yeah, random really person is. can go and spend <laughs> $7,500 on a picture that she's just going to give away Just anyway. so they can't have it. Just so they can, they can have it. Just so they can still right. get just it. Just so they can't have it in the moment, but then can have it afterwards. And yes. also, they won't end up needing it either. No one needed this photograph that everyone yeah. just ruthlessly bit on all day. Yeah, Even Mr. McPherson, I don't think, gave, gave a shit. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Mr. McPherson, who just goes at the end. Nice photograph. <laughs> <laughs> all of that nice built up for that, for that weak reaction. <laughs> Is that me? Uh, okay. <laughs> Scott and his mom. Um, stalking runs in the family because Mama Rossum was able to track down Lily's address and then get the doorman to tell her about the auction. And she's not here to stop him from talking to Rufus. She's here to stand by him. So she comes clean about how it was her fault they lied to Rufus and Lily, but now she wants to do the right thing and support him telling them. And I guess it's easy to come clean and do the right thing when your son already found out about everything and is going to do what he wants, whether he has your support or not. But yeah. all right, sure. And she also, there is some manipulating there because she's like, I just want you to know you're my son yeah. <laughs> yeah and that's why he he pulls out at the end is that little line yeah. right there why he pulls out sure so. does pulls out one of the the most confusing lines <laughs> of the episode for sure yeah well i i guess we will we will get to it because right now dan and georgina arrive dan finds rufus tells him they need to find scott georgina lets rufus know that he might be dan stalker before she even introduces herself, <laughs> she just goes, hi, my name is Georgina Sparks. Yeah, you may remember me as Sarah. <laughs> yeah, very funny. <laughs> I love when people like this, like when we first get Blair's introduction to Rufus a while back. It's always so funny when he meets people like that yes. that aren't like, like super fond of Dan or just like weird people. He's like, I, yes, I know so of we... you kind of, <laughs> but I don't know why. <laughs> yeah. I don't think it's a good reason. So... <laughs> Dan starts telling Rufus about the fan letter, which honestly, again, such a bad move from Scott, such an unnecessary risk there, and just makes him look unstable. And so 
also tells him about how he's lying about going to school there. Uh, Vanessa is going to interrupt and say he's not dangerous. He just wants to talk to Rufus, which <laughs> the fact that you have to say that Dan, probably yeah, probably deflated Dan's ego a little bit there. <laughs> <laughs> I did all this work for nothing. <laughs> so Scott and his mom enter the conversation now. No one asks who this random woman is. Also, it's unclear if Rufus recognizes her or not, even though he has had yeah, a, like a lunch with her. <laughs> yeah, I, uh, this this is like there's no way that someone who like gave up a child to another. I mean, I guess like maybe through an adoption agency or something like that. But like, I feel like sometimes, you know, if, especially if you live, Oh wait, they live in Boston, right? Never oh, mind. But Rufus and Lily just had recently like, met them, yeah. lunch with her last season. Oh. When, she told them, when she told them, by the way, your son died. Right, so re- re- recently Rufus didn't know that he had <laughs> an extra son until yeah. Lily, yeah. about the last season or so. He found and out and then really wanted be, to go find him. would be the him. extra son. Yeah. He, he would just be extra. Um, so, Scott seems like he's going to come clean, but he looks at his mom and takes her hand and says that he's Rufus's son's brother, and he just really wanted to meet him. What so, does that mean? <laughs> what does that a couple, mean? A couple more things. First of all, he wants him to believe that... Well, okay, so I guess what he's saying is he is his mom and dad's biological son and not the right. adopted son that they adopted from Rufus and Lily, even though... The biological son is the one that died, and he is. See, we the, we knew this, the but then when he son. says this, I'm like, wait, is this another reveal, or is is he like, trying to slight everyone right now? I couldn't tell what like, was real for a minute there. He's, he's like, my last name is Rawson. This is my mom. I am your son's brother, <laughs> and I, I gotcha. just to, I just wanted to say that I wanted to meet you. But okay, so first of all, he wants them to believe that he stalked Dan lied about going to NYU, and befriended all of them just so he could get to know his brother's biological family? <laughs> the rain. Right. <laughs> I, know, I know Rufus doesn't take it. He loves place, it. Or he's like, that's so, that means slap, so much to me. What a slap in the face to Rufus to remind him about his son that he thinks is dead. Like, hey, yeah, remember right. your dead son who you never got to meet and you're probably trying to forget about? Yeah, I'm about? his brother. Well, not him, but I'm someone else who can remind you of him. When <laughs> yeah. him. <laughs> and thirdly, a he expects Vanessa to just continue keeping the secret from her closest friends and former lovers for how long? He is a true madman. None of this makes sense. Well, because like he's going back to Boston, right? Like he, at the end of the episode, he's like, "I'm going back to Boston. Can you please not say anything still?" Yes. Right? Yeah. Yes, so correct. he's so far removed he from said, the situation. I think I'll go to Boston. I think I'll start a new life. <laughs> he did. You could say that. <laughs> this is just like the, with the first of many dominoes to fall in this episode. It's crazy. It, it really is like a Scooby Doo mystery episode. It's just so many things. <laughs> yeah. That like you, you think we're finally just going to get this. It, this Serena's is an easy going, reveal. Serena's going everywhere and just unmasking people left and right. Yeah. She's like she's the Velma of this of this Gossip Girl episode. She's getting everything done here. So, this was a mask uh, on a mask though. It's supposed to be just like a like. All right. Yep. Um. Your son. And like this is yeah. the last thing he expects when he opens his mouth. Yeah. This this is this is the uh the the proverbial like we think it's this guy but it's not actually this guy. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Uh, Blair and Chuck confront Serena, and in another twist, it turns out that Blair and Chuck were behind the Carter Basin smear campaign. I guess even though they were fighting with each other, they were still able to pull this off together. That's the funniest like, thing to me. Yeah, their plot is completely different together from this, and, and they're having their own issues and like off we can screen against each other, against each other, and with each other against Carter <laughs> at the same time. Very, they're pretty amazing. <laughs> talented it's a strong relationship right there yeah yeah and so in another lol moment chuck starts listing the things they did to discredit him room service bill the girl on the street and then blair jumps in with a nonchalant the warrant 
And yeah. when, Serena, and when <laughs> Serena asks what Warren, she says, well, he might want to take a DNA sample down to the 24th precinct <laughs> tomorrow. Oh, I love her. So good. And so Blair did this to protect her true love, Serena, and also probably out of jealousy. But Chuck just hates the guy. And so Chuck tells Serena that when they ran him out of town six months ago, he traded his Dubai ticket for Greece and started checking in and out of every resort and hotel only and only came back because he was broke. So he did all of this until he was broke. After getting cut off from his family and like just to find Serena's father and Serena realizes immediately that he must have been looking for her father. And again, I have to point out what an amazing come with guy Carter was for all of this. Like Serena just randomly sprung him on the sprung this on him one day and he gave up his life for the better part of a calendar year to try and find this guy at, at this point. I was just like, is Serena just this hot that she just like made him want to yeah. be a good person for her? I think so. And also like we, we find out later or during this episode, at least that he's been cut off from his parents, too. So he's been doing this yes. without funding as well. So he really right. does yes. like her a lot. Until he ran out of money. Yeah. And so, And uh, to the show's credit, we actually find out what happened to Santorini two years ago. They randomly alluded to this last season, yeah. showing us that Serena yeah. and Carter had some kind of history together and had not mentioned it until now. So this was very exciting for me. We were getting to find out. And also Chuck, as Brian pointed out his line reading yeah. uh, earlier when he, when he says mean, uh, what happened in Santorini yeah. or whatever. We're, so, we're meant to think last season or whenever it was. That it was some kind of like wild, crazy party that happened, like uh, Santorini. Yeah, but what happened was two years ago, Serena found out her father remarried in Santorini, and Serena wanted to see him, but didn't want anyone to know. So she went to Carter. He gave her a stolen boat. They got picked up by the police on the way, and uh, oh, on the way to the wedding. And so Carter promised he would make it up to her. And so this is why I guess he's been such a good person, but he has really taken it to the extreme. He really has, and it, her knowing all this, <laughs> she should have been more understanding. Yeah, right? <laughs> She's still like, yeah, but he got all that room service, so fuck him. Well, I guess she didn't know. She knew that he was looking for her dad with her, but he didn't know that she had About gone. Stuff. Uh, she didn't know that he had gone on his own for six months to live right, right, right. without That's her. That's news to her. So, yeah. And Serena leaves, and Blair and Chuck have another moment where they look at each other like, damn, we may have fucked this one up. So uh, Chuck sighs and says he'll call his guy at the precinct. Yeah, at least they own up to him. Like, all right, we're sorry. We shouldn't have. Yeah done this much to you we, uh, we do this too often i do just want to point out that uh chuck's facial expression the whole time is just blue steel like that's, that's nothing what he, that's but, does yeah yeah that's his thing yeah it's his resting his resting blue steel it's also when, he, when he's yeah. speaking and, i think it like it it's uh a little, his lips are a little more pursed than usual his lips are always pursed yeah one eyebrow but, raised constantly yeah. yeah i guess brie buckley heard the conversation because we get just a random scene of brie just looking at something Yes, I, I think this is, like, for us to know, like, hey, you're, she's, like, listening, so... Yeah. She, right. She's going to come into play later for another reason. Yeah. I, I don't sense, think they I needed guess. it, but... Yeah. <laughs> but uh, Rufus and Scott, again, he wants to know why Scott just didn't tell him, and he tells them they can head back to the hotel and get to know each other. Now, all of a sudden, Scott's like, oh, no, hey, I'm not ready for that yet. Uh, it was a good first step, though, and I liked playing guitar with you, but uh, just want you to know, my brother would have been proud to know you guys, to be a part of this family. And oh so Rufus God. thanks him, gives him a big hug. So I, I guess this actually did do something for Rufus. This is all him, too much, though. Like, he's been, he's been yeah. like, throwing himself at Rufus, and all of a sudden... Yeah, but this is too now, much. Yeah, and I can't. Now that he's pretending to be his brother. So Rufus tells him, you don't know much that means to me. Rufus also probably doesn't know how much this hug means to Scott. I'm surprised Scott just didn't, again, just look up and go, Papa? So. <laughs> <laughs> or his sock didn't really get crusted. Oh, good callback. Oh, no, this is dad. Great. Mind. I wouldn't go that far. <laughs> Yes, you would so <laughs> uh, 
But uh, so Blair talks to Serena. She apologizes, but reminds her, you know, it is still Carter. She asks if it's Ruth, if it's worth it. And Serena really goes hard with her response. She goes, I don't know. You tell me. You and Chuck are two of the most self-centered, damaged people I know. <laughs> she, really, she really spilled with that yeah. response. Blair not even offended at all. No. Because she knows. Um, but Serena thinks if it was worth the risk for Blair and Chuck, it might be worth the risk for her. And then she gives Blair the photo that she bit on, and she says, you know what to do with this. And Blair just leaves with the picture. Serena then picks up Blair's Secret Society invitation and is like, you've got to be fucking kidding me. Or, such a, <laughs> nobody, everyone is such a detective in this everyone. episode, but uh, especially Serena here. She's really just cracking cases left and right. Yeah. Right. <laughs> like when she picks this up, and I'm like, well, who? I, I, I understood it was going to be someone that she knew. It's like, I'd recognize that G anywhere. That G, so she has like a signature G for Georgie. That she writes, I guess. <laughs> yes. yes. Um, Blair gives the picture to Chuck. He asks why, and she replies, "Because I love you, you emotion, you enormously stubborn pain in the ass." And so this was. I love this line reading here, where Chuck just really over enunciates "la tabla elater." He's like, <laughs> and "What about la tabla elater?" Like I, I can't. I can't. I think that part was dubbed in, actually. <laughs> It might really might have been. It was so strange the way he said it. And he just completely over-enunciated. It made me laugh again. And so Blair realizes that she doesn't need these uh, comedy clubs that she keeps trying to join and tells Chuck that she believes in him and wants him to believe in him too. So she gives him the picture and feels that it is worth it. So they obviously make up there. Good for them. Serena confronts Georgina and wants to know if uh, the elite table even exists. But Georgina says that uh it does exist uh my my friend devin uh was in the dartmouth branch how how does she know devin what is your, we get no explanation other than devin in the next scene saying me and georgie go way back oh she has her uh, yeah, she has yeah. her mba in deviant behavior i thought she was referencing like a devin somewhere else like dartmouth like i i forgot that this was the girl she was dealing with um that chuck was talking to i'm still yes. putting this together here georgina yeah this goes all the way to the top georgina knows devin somehow Georgina didn't go to Dartmouth. I don't, maybe through Jesus School. I don't, I, that's they not had a brief stint. I know, but maybe they. Maybe. Like, I don't know. Maybe. Well, good for Georgina here. She knew exactly what to do to cause chaos for Chuck and Blair, and she did it seemingly just for fun. Yeah, it, she really did, and then <laughs> it all kind of um, comes together for her, which is great for her. Uh, but she is not done there. She she has more more oh, to do. No, I think, no, no. She's never satisfied, truly. Yeah. So Serena warns Regina that if she keeps pushing Blair, eventually Blair will push back. And when she does, Serena will be right behind her. And then, and then she closes it off with saying, I've had enough of you tonight. I'm re- I got to say, I'm really enjoying Serena this season so far. <laughs> She's been great. I mean, three for three so far, honestly. Like, all the things that have been going wrong have been kind of happening to her. So you can't be mad at her for any of these plot lines. Yeah. And she's just kind of solving mysteries left and right and also being a bad bitch at the same time. So good for her. It really is. Yeah. And she good, fucks good in, I think, her. at least one of these episodes of the three so far. So. She fucked uh, in the first episode, for sure. Yeah, so. She so, has as many fucks as I do getting the titles right of these episodes. Nice. <laughs> Maybe that'll be the correlation. You will only get the title reference correct in episodes where Serena <laughs> has so. sex. Yeah. <laughs> um, so Rufus and Vanessa are outside. They want to get food, and Serena and Dan invite themselves to come along. And so Dan also wants to get Georgina, but Serena lies and says that Georgina already left because she had a headache, and Dan just listens to her. He's like, I should probably call her. He's like, no, 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 call her tomorrow. <laughs> What a timely lie. It's so funny because she comes to the car it's as it's so rolling away. Per- like, she's she's so obviously there. Like you look out the window and it's like 
Oh, hey, it's nah, her. No, I thought they're you, tinted. I thought you, they're tinted. She's like 10 oh. pieces behind them. <laughs> no, no, it doesn't matter about going. Yeah, looking in, you can't. Looking out, you can still see her. Tints only work one way. So, like, Another you can still tint. see her walking out. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. It's also weird that when Rufus turns to Vanessa and is like, how bad at Vanessa? You hungry? Like, yeah. <laughs> Darian brought that up and was like, what kind of see? show is that? That's like really weird. <laughs> see, you picked up it. I'm so glad about Everyone that. Everyone picks up on the vibe. You Even hungry for my big sock? <laughs> pick up on the weird rufus and vanessa vibes so... and like vanessa hesitates before saying let's go and then rufus like puts his arm around her for a second and helps her into the car yes yeah, very they weird they have a thing they it's have a thing strange. well listen hasn't been around well okay she's she's wanted to fuck his son right yeah, that's part of it or is it his son's brother? No one. Uh, I don't know. <laughs> Dan calls Georgina the next day, tells her he can't do anything today because Serena told him about Blair and Chuck. So obviously, uh, Georgina must not have changed much. And Georgina tells him that she did that before they were together, and it's Blair and Chuck, so it's a victimless crime. And Dan acknowledges that it's a good acknowledges that it's a good point, but he still thinks they should take a break and reminds her that they agreed there was no strings. And Georgina agrees, but her computer wallpaper is literally yep. a picture of her and Dan. Yep. <laughs> That's the funniest part. Because yeah, like, this whole so... conversation is like perfect because she is right; it is a victimless crime. But Dan yes. is right because I it's like well, love you have crimes. yeah, but you have a history here, and like it, it worries me a little bit that you're kind of slipping back into your old <laughs> ways. So I'm just going to be cautious here, and he proceeds with caution in the best way because, like we said, we saw that background photo. <laughs> so Serena tells Dan that she left Carter like a dozen messages, but he hasn't responded. And uh, Dan tells her not to worry because she's a tough one to shake. And again, I like when these two get along. They've always had good chemistry together. No different in this scene. And uh, Brian, I guess based on this one episode, are you a Dan and Serena shipper at all? Uh, I guess so. I mean, like this, like I don't know anything prior that happened if it would be good or bad if that were to continue if it was a thing. But uh, well, I guess I mean... they are going to be step siblings when Rufus and Lily. Are engaged right now, so Darian's uh, best friend that happened to her. Really? Uh, wow. Yeah, she dated the and lived with the boy she was dating, and her no way. Her mother married his father. Who was dating uh, first? So, uh, I think they were dating first, mm-hmm. uh, but then their parents hooked up, and then they were like, "All right, we all live together," and. Uh, That's exactly like this. Just... That is exactly what's happening. Yeah. Wow. So it just I goes mean, to show you that it's not a weird situation not at weird. all. Right. No. It's realistic. It's yeah. only a, a this little. Is, weird. This is Ohio, not uh, not New York. Yeah, so. yeah. It sounds more like Ohio. Uh, well, those freaks out. Yeah. There. Are you a uh, Are you a Chuck and Blair shipper at all, Brian? Uh, they seem like they're good. Uh, good for each other. I mean, they're a great match. I must say, they are. Yeah, yeah they're the only match it. on the show. <laughs> they would not work with so, anybody else. Yeah, they're uh, Serena... both very like psychotic and. Uh, yeah, exactly. They, they, they're psychotic on the old, old opposite ends, so they kind of bounce they, yeah. out. And they, they need the scheme, like, just to oh, yeah. just, just to live. <laughs> right. So Serena admits that if she didn't believe Carter, then maybe he has the right to shake her. And uh, Rufus is trying to make crepes instead of his famous waffles. So that was insane. <laughs> trying a new recipe. <laughs> the one episode Brian's on for, he's not making waffles. That's actually, yeah, that's the reveal of the episode. It really is. crepes instead of waffles. <laughs> but so, aren't crepes just French, uh, like, lot... What's what's the fucking name of the, the la table? Yeah, yeah. Elite, know, elite table. Elite. So so they're just they're they're keeping it French, you know. Oh, keeping it French. Keeping it French. Okay. keeping it French, baby. So Chuck returns to Devin with the picture. She he wants to know how she did it, and she pretty much just says again, she and Georgie go way back. And that's when McPherson finally shows up and tells him, "Nice photo." 
does he does he know why Chuck is holding the big photo? Like, I think he looks confused. Just, yeah, he does look confused, and Chuck just gives him the photo, and I guess Chuck has the last laugh here because he tells McPherson that when his lease at the Empire Hotel isn't renewed to thank Bright Eyes over here. Got him. Nice. Honestly, like... some more iconic petty behavior from Chuck. <laughs> has McPherson good. met Chuck before? Is this like yeah. a like I a think this is the thing? first time. Oh, I've awesome. never seen him meet McPherson. He just sees me yeah, like, why is this guy threatening my lease? <laughs> yeah. Why is this... <laughs> <laughs> Why is he threatening my my partner? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. um, also, so uh, his his suit in this scene is is so in the first McPherson scene, he comes in in a blue pinstripe suit, which is obviously very big business. Yeah, and this suit he comes in now looks like something out of fucking clown college, <laughs> looking fucking really weird. That's got like red accents. I don't know. It was, it was like very off putting. I thought like we we should refer to these scenes as McPherson scenes. <laughs> yeah, McPherson. classic McPherson collection, as, as as we call it. <laughs> Scott goes to Vanessa's room yet again. He wants to say goodbye before he leaves for Boston. He like he's just gonna go now. Like he spent so much of his time just trying to integrate himself into this, and now he's just like, all right, I uh, I yeah. got what I came for. I guess I got to have guitar I got a lessons hug. With, with Rufus, and I got a hug. All so it I'm took was for his mom to now. say, "You're my son, yeah. not Rufus." <laughs> Vanessa's like, you can't ask me to keep this huge secret. And he replies, it was Rufus and Lily's choice to give me up. And I respect that. So this time, the choice should be mine. Where the fuck is the logic in this one? I it also wasn't Rufus's choice. He didn't know. Yeah, also, she, yeah. she doesn't know, I guess. But. None of this is correlated. He's like, Rufus and Lily got to choose last time. So this time, I get to choose. And Vanessa's like, what the fuck do I have to do with it? Like, what do you mean? <laughs> what are you talking about? If I was Vanessa, I would literally just say no. I'd be like, I never told you I would keep the secret. Also, I literally can't keep the secret. Like, Dan's going to know that something is up, and I can't just lie to him for the rest of my life. But instead, she just has him promise that one day he'll come back and tell them. And Scott can't even do that. Like, Scott should just lie and be like, yeah, of course. One day I'll come back and tell them. Of course. Why, why, why yeah, so not? He's so like, never to come back. <laughs> you have to live with this forever. He's just like, and he's just like, you know, I can't promise that. Like, well, I don't know. I don't really to, know you at all. Have to lie to your, I just found out your real name recently. Friend, your best friend forever. How many episodes do you think Vanessa will be able to keep this secret for? Uh, if there was an an epilogue, I think we would we would get it in there somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> and so, even though Scott doesn't agree to her terms, they hug and kiss goodbye. But who is standing right outside the door, listening to everything? It is Georgina. <laughs> Why didn't they like close the door or make sure no one was there? Another rookie mistake by this duo here. Knowing Georgina's lurking, you gotta keep your doors closed. <laughs> you always have to. You never know when Georgina's gonna be lurking. <laughs> like, when did she show up there? I'd like to imagine she was standing right outside and Scott just didn't even notice her and just walked in. And it was just like, Probably. Just As he walks out, like, hey, Georgina. She, hey, Georgina. She has a very uh, How the Grinch Stole Christmas face. Uh, like, I can imagine oh, her yeah. lips kind of curling up really and curling. around. It's true. Yeah. Ironically, uh, Jenny is the one that was actually in, in How the Grinch Stole Christmas. Nice. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes, no. Carter came back. Serena tells him that it was Chuck and Blair, but he had already put that together yesterday. Everyone's a detective. Even Carter knew that 95 Dom was a tell. So oh, Serena boy. asks why he didn't say anything, and he's like, I fucking did. Like, I told you it wasn't me. So he figured if she was looking for an excuse to leave, then it was better sooner than later. But Serena is not looking for excuses anymore, and Carter is happy to have her back. Though. I mean, damn, Serena right. brings him. She's in. hard to shake. Yeah. Oh yeah. Serena brings him into the kitchen. He's part of the family now. He's gonna have family breakfast with them. Uh, Jenny and Eric also here. Not a uh, not nearly enough of them in this episode, but they were still in it more than Nate somehow. The, the funniest part is that she's like, "Come have breakfast with my family," and then <laughs> her family is <laughs> everyone that's not her family. It's just Eric <laughs> and then the Rufus's. <laughs> 
<laughs> so uh, this, this is a very funny uh like kind of pan out pan away <laughs> scene like very full house yeah yes, yeah, yeah definitely I was, yeah, I'm surprised the full house music didn't just start playing. Yeah. In the <laughs> Freeze frame, credits roll. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. Great. Blair meets with Chuck in the park. Chuck has something to show her. Why settle for a club in the hotel when you can just buy the hotel? So Chuck is going to own a hotel at age 18. Who is selling an 18 year old a hotel? Uh, I mean, you got the cash, man. Whatever. Yeah, man. I Who guess. Cares? He's a bass I man. Guess. He's been meeting with the board of Bass Industries all morning. He wants to cash out all of his shares and risk it all. To me, this seems like a terrible idea. Chuck has no <laughs> history, no no experience running hotels. Uh, but he does. I mean, he does still have Lily on the board if she ever does come back. But he could still lose so much money. It's insane. And Blair asks how he can be so sure, and he answers, "Because you believe in me," which is a cute line, but could potentially be a very expensive cute line. Yeah, like so. From what I don't understand much about money or finance or business at all yeah, but that's clear i yeah <laughs> based on how much money we've made on this podcast um <laughs> actually remember how i used to give you updates on how much money we made we are back yeah. in the red big time back in the red, in the red? Yeah, how did that happen thousands of dollars in the red <laughs> um but from what i understand he sold all of his shares or is about to does that mean all of his money's gone because all of his money came from his dad's shares in the company right so he's selling all of the shares. So he's got he's cashing out. So he gets everything. Right. He get, he gets yeah he gets that money back, and he's going to use the money to buy a hotel. Well, I guess he has some right. assets though. He has a, a ton of property. So maybe that's how, sure. uh, okay. So it's not fully it's everything, crazy. but it's still a lot. He's still, liquidating his assets. Yes. Yeah. And uh, also, Chuck ordered the penthouse. So they are finally going to get to fuck after a week of abstinence. Nice. Thank God. Oh yeah. So Serena says goodbye to Carter. Uh, presumably so he can just walk up and down the city blocks until she's ready to call him again. (laughs) All of a sudden, Brie Buckley pokes her head out of a limo and calls Carter's name, and Carter asks what she wants, and we finally get something interesting about the Brie character, at least, in the last minute of the episode, and she answers, Are you kidding? I'm headed home to face the family firing squad. Considering what you did to us, being able to find you is going to go a long way in getting me back in. I'm sure they'll be in touch. Oh, and go ahead and run if you want. You know how much Daddy loves to hunt. Um... What is this version of Brie? Like, and also, what did Carter do to the Buckley family? Yeah, I, I don't know. Is he a part of the Buckley family? I would assume no. I think he he has wronged the Buckley family somehow. Well, she's also like sort of wronging the Buckley family. So I thought maybe like this is her brother. I mean, she should really just cut her losses and stop talking to her shitty right wing family. I don't know why she's trying <laughs> yeah. so hard to get back into know. the family. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that. Do you have any uh, predictions about what what's going to happen here? I don't know. Is it there's some way that um, Mr. Vanderwoodson is tied into this somehow? I, I don't know. I really can't tell you. It, it, it was kind of just like a, a big bomb to drop with yeah. very little information. Yes. Hopefully, we find out we find out more information here in the next episode. And one final scene: Georgina is on the phone. She sadly deletes the, the her and Dan wallpaper from her computer, and she wants to know when the next train to Boston is. And she's all packed up and ready to go. Hell yeah! What is Georgina's plan? Don't know. I guess she's just going to show up at the door <laughs> and figure it out from there. Like, it feels like she hears this information on Scott. Plan should be, right, go and, and tell Dan and Rufus, cause drama that way. But instead, she's going to go to Boston. No, and she's do she's more of an on site kind of person. <laughs> so, great way to end the episode there. Plenty of intrigue. Really good stuff. I love that from her. <laughs> she, gets, thinking, she gets put uh, down and she comes right back up. Yes. Going to Boston, get some DNA, get get some Rufus <laughs> gonna, DNA. Just gonna get the proof. Yeah. Get the proof, and then use that. 
Because otherwise, everyone be like, Georgina, no, you're lying. Like, we, why would you yeah. lie like That's that? That's true. Crazy. She needs the DNA. I think she goes Correct. undercover as a barber next episode to get Rufus's DNA and cuts his hair. I think so. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. I can't wait to see <laughs> Georgina in, a, in Barber. Honestly, that wouldn't be the last thing she would do. <laughs> Let's get into some segments. We have my favorite segment, re- user review of the week. And main three, underscore 31028 is back. Um, oh, sorry. Just main <laughs> underscore 310. Uh, of course, Watch Lexa it. of Lexa Blogs. Um, and yeah, I, I only took half the review. It's it's still very long, but she's she, she man, she's got a lot to say. She gives it an eight out of ten. She says sometimes only when you get closer to the boiling pot you realize how hot it is, and that's exactly what Scott found out when he got too close to the fire with a failed attempt in revealing his true identity to his biological father. It was actually a huge letdown watching Scott get cold feet after all the lies he spun to reach there. It was even worse when he dropped the huge bomb on Vanessa, asking her to keep his secret safe. We all know what happens then, seeing as Georgina left a parting gift after her coincidental eavesdrop on Vanessa and Scott. It was actually pitiful watching Blair squirm over a secret society and realizing that the only person she could count on for some companionship was Chuck, and even that failed. How could Chuck turn down a moment for him to have some one-on-one love time with his one and only? This is really a new side of Chuck we're seeing. We can no longer call him Chuck Bass anymore, especially since the Chuck now owns a hotel. Did you see that coming? And was it really a wise idea? Who knows? I actually couldn't stomach Carter and Serena anymore. Again, Bree and Nate were just boring and pointless. What was it, this auction that brought all the main stars together? Was it really that important? I don't buy it. Let's hope that Bree Buckley storyline picks up, because I am really zoning out all her scenes, especially the lovey-dovey ones with Nate. It was actually a relief getting some insight into how Carter found Serena's father and why she began looking for him. I gave a huge sigh of relief when she lifted that burden and gave us that juicy piece of detail. I find myself saying, it's about time. It didn't seem like Carter was going to stick around after his encounter with Bree, and we find ourselves asking, what did Carter do to the Buckleys, and do we care? I was actually surprised that Jenny and Eric got any screen time at all. Was it really necessary to show them? They gave no impact to the story, only a curious Jenny searching into the fact that Scott spends more time with Rufus than his own girlfriend. Rufus, by the way, looked very refined in this episode, oh. something with the hair. It may be strange, but Scott seems to look more like Rufus every time. Jeans, perhaps. <laughs> <laughs> Fighting over an auction item isn't really the best way for gossip to spend its time, but things seem to be lifting up for the better. The next time we see Dan with his shirt off in bed, I would actually like to look at the screen long enough to see him. Oh, my. Lexa, <laughs> Lexa reviews. HTTP colon backslash backslash lexabooty.blogspot.com. Four out of five stars. Grade B minus. Okay. Now, you said you, were, you weren't going to read the whole review, right? No, that was half the review. Oh my God. What the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> I, I cut out the... <laughs> I, Cut out half of the review if you can believe it. All right. Also, uh, when when you said uh, must be the jeans, is that uh, J E A N S or G- is that like G E N S? Yeah, yeah. Okay. Gotcha. I, I guess that was <laughs> a funny joke. I guess. I yeah. Uh, next week, the episode is titled Dan de Florette. Do you have any predictions based on the episode title, Brendan? I don't know what that means. Is we're getting more French stuff? <laughs> seems like it. Season three is the French season, French always. Season. French season. <laughs> okay. Obviously, everyone knows that. Um, oh no, no. Uh, you don't want to put anything on record here. Um, I don't know. I just, I just want more college stuff. Well, listen. Ah, uh, yeah. What do they, what do they play? Uh, Mario Kart. They played a lot of Mario Kart. <laughs> Instead of college let's go back to high school because it's the first day of school at constance billiard which means it's also time for jenny to take her rightful ah, place okay. as a new queen bee i love a, a star a jenny, jenny episode, episode. i'm ready excellent i'm very excited for that maybe lily will be back too uh, yeah so i believe that she is i believe i read that she misses the first three episodes of the season so excellent. hopefully i am not misremembering that and she will be back as well um let's get into the episode grades you went first last week so i will go first this week and i know brian has already said he did not like the episode or the show, but I had a lot of fun with this episode. And like 
Please don't think I'm lazy, but I'm going to give out my third consecutive B+. I thought this was a really funny episode. Lazy. I had a lot of laughs. There were plenty of fun twists. There were some good character moments. Uh, still needs more Jenny. They still need to figure out what to do with Nate. And Scott sucks and the whole thing. Doesn't make a ton of sense with him. But besides all that, I really enjoyed watching this week. I liked that Georgina was scheming against Chuck and Blair while Chuck and Blair were scheming against Carter and each other. And then I liked that Serena's just figuring them all out left and right. Uh, still not enough to get into that A range, though. But uh, I... I enjoyed myself, so I'm giving another B plus. Uh, Brendan, do you want to go, or do you want to let Brian go? Um, yeah, I'll go. Because I, I, I'm, I'm in a similar range as you. Like I, I I'm gonna go B because I, I almost gave it a B minus okay. because I don't like Scott at all. But he's he's so bad and weird that it's also entertaining. Like all all these ridiculous plot lines <laughs> were were laughable and like stupid and weird but it, it was all so fun and like a lot of fun reveals um even scott's bad reveal was a good reveal somehow <laughs> all, all just and a lot of funny like you were talking about during the episode too like a lot of funny lines like genuinely funny lines so overall mm-hmm. just like super enjoyable um but scott is just such a mess i can't give it it's like it's not good enough to be yeah uh, scott weighs it down to it weighs to it a down B. yeah yeah so B, right. solid b sounds good all right brian do your worst all right. Uh, so I'm going to say I kind of agree with with you both uh, in terms of like quips and lines being like I, I did. I did laugh a few times, which actually right. is, is weird to say for about a like a would you call it a, a dramedy, a drama? I don't know. What, what do you even uh, classify? A, a teen, teen, drama. teen drama. We call it. Okay. Teen drama. Okay. Um, which also like as someone who's this is the first episode I watched, uh, maybe a bad episode to watch. Um, <laughs> definitely not season one, episode one. Um, but I don't. I don't know. I I think the positives are like, or that we didn't really even talk about because you guys probably talked about it uh, enough on other episodes. Is like the the Gossip Girl overtone, or like the overture of Gossip Girl talking sure. in, in in between scenes and all that stuff. I thought that was very funny. Uh, it also reminded me a lot of like Bridgerton, in a way. So I wonder if there was any influence there. I've heard, um, heard the comparisons. Yeah. Yeah. So that definitely that makes sense. Um. I don't know. I I really liken this to Degrassi, where I can like probably like watch episodes and be like, that was that was enjoyable. And then other episodes, I'm like, holy shit, this is bad. Uh, <laughs> but but th- this episode, uh, I I guess I have to give it a, like a C plus because I right, okay. I am so out of uh, out of my own wits about this. <laughs> bad, I have, I have no idea what's going on. So I think, <laughs> yeah. I think I, I, it, well. it is it is a TV it. show. It's it is, it's, yes. it's well well enough that I could watch it. Uh, I didn't turn it off, so yeah, there it sure. is. Like, kind of mid range. That's not bad at all, especially for such a confusing episode. Yeah, you, you, you did, you did good. You, you said you were very confused, and it seemed like you pretty much knew what was going on the whole time for the most part. Besides stuff that you couldn't have possibly known. Right. Right. All right. So let's get into some MVPs for me. It's definitely between it's Carter VIP. Serena. It's VIP. Yeah, VIP. Sorry, the episode. VIPs of the episode. <laughs> yeah. It's definitely between Carter, Serena, and Georgina. I really want to give it to Carter because he went so hard trying to find Serena's dad, and he really seems like he wants to be a good person to Serena, but he did fail to find her dad, and he does end the episode on a down note with the whole Bree situation, so it's hard to say he's a winner of the episode. I think I have to give Serena the MVP again. Detective nice. Serena really came out on top in this one. Like I said, she figures out who, what Chuck and Blair are up to and pulls one over on them by buying the photograph they both want. And she figures out what Georgina is up to as well and wins that battle by telling Dan about what she did and having him break up with her. Uh, she didn't believe Carter, but it was incredibly easy for her to get him back. And she was just charming, her charming and pretty self throughout the whole episode. So uh, I'm giving yes. Serena her second season three MVP already. A good that's, start to the season one. for her. And then she, she also looked better than she has in a long time too. I, I, I noticed that as well. She looked great yeah. and it made sense that 
Carter could not stay away from her. So good for her, and she's been doing great so far. All right, where are you going, Brendan? Um, I kind of figured mine out on the fly during this episode, honestly, because I wasn't sure where to go. But uh, you know who got me at the last second, just under the wire? Georgina gets my MVP. She wow. this right. thing. She had like a, a medium enough episode to the point where at the end, that absolute slam dunk of an ending, just like, that's it. You win. <laughs> because that is so funny to like, all right, I got caught with my scam. But I can bring someone else down with me <laughs> for no reason whatsoever besides like, just for the love of it. Uh, and also yeah, she, she, she pulls one over on Blair and Chuck. So that's fun, too. But like that's really what, what I what did me for it was like the buying tickets to Boston before the episode ends is hysterical. Yeah. Yep. She was definitely on my short list, as I said. Yeah. Uh, Brian, who's your VIP? Uh, I think just out of uh, familiarity, I just gotta go with Dan. Uh, I think I think right. actually even he he did a, a good job throughout the episode. Did, anyway, yeah. of like uh, slamming with Georgina and having li- well so far nothing go wrong for it, and just being like, "Hey, uh, this is cool, but never mind," and and kind of getting away with that and just being okay. Uh, figuring out on his own that uh, fucking what's his name is a different person and what his real name is like that's awesome. Also, yeah. Uh, so yeah, I'll I'll just give it to Joe Go, uh, Joe Goldberg. Yeah, nice. Goldberg, right. he's, he's been pretty good for right. a little while now, Dan. Yeah, a great start to the season for Dan as well. Uh, unfortunately, couldn't get Carter on the board, but maybe uh, maybe we'll be able to get him we'll before uh, before the end of the season. He's growing on me. LVP, it's got to be Scott. He evaded my gotta LVP be. for too long, and now I'm finally gonna get him. He's just so boring. Even though he has an insane storyline, he's just incapable of acting in a way that makes me care about him at all. The, the way he went about everything was weird and stalkerish, and nothing he does in this episode makes sense. And I can't believe I'm saying this. He was unfair with Vanessa by telling her everything unprompted, then forcing her to keep it a secret. And then completely making a weird switch and telling Rufus that he's actually his dead son's brother and not his dead son. And then he blabs about it in front of Georgina, so she hears the whole thing. Like, this guy can't do anything right, and he's just a weird yeah. stalker person. So he's getting my LVP. Yeah, I really wanted to give this one to Vanessa because of all the reasons we said earlier, and she really just deserves it also. But someone outdid her, amazingly. Uh, so <laughs> I got to give it to Scott, too, unfortunately. But uh, I'm sure Vanessa will have more tries later on to earn more this, LVPs. This would have been this would have been your third straight Vanessa M- LVP yeah, to start yeah. the season. He was just so bad. Yeah, I, I was very yeah, close. You got it. Especially, it was mostly uh, it was almost tied for me until he decides to lie to Rufus. Yes, yeah, that was that was bonkers. Um, Brian, yeah. are you in agreement, or are you going to go somewhere? Yeah, else? I'm. I'm on the Scott train. I uh, I think just it's just such a weird. Uh, like scene and whole sequence of him like building up the courage to talk to him. Even during the guitar lesson, he's like, "Hey, I gotta talk to you." <laughs> Never mind, and then just goes yeah. away. It's just like, what the fuck are you doing, dude? Go one way or the other, and then remember be, when like, I said I needed to talk to you? That's why I'm here right now. <laughs> then being so ballsy at the end, just to, just to say like, uh, "Actually, never mind. It's my fucking life, and I'm gonna do whatever fuck I want." Yeah, yeah. and if you and not have, say anything, if you have feelings for me, then you can't say anything. I'm doing yeah. this on you. It's your problem, bitch, and then goes away. <laughs> so yeah, he, he sucks. Yeah, I, I've been saying, right. I don't know. You haven't been around for this yet, but I've been saying he really gives off murderer vibes. I'm glad he's getting out of town to go back yeah. to Boston because he looks like he yes. was about to kill anyone. So, Hopefully, Georgina ends up murdering him. That could be good. Well, what, what's, what's his, what's his uh, actor's name? It's, uh, something Rig- Riggy. Chris Riggy. Chris Riggy. Chris Riggy. Uh, did he play the um, the counterpart of? Uh, who's who's the fucking werewolf in uh, Twilight? Uh, uh, Taylor Lautner. Taylor Lautner. Yeah, I think he played Taylor Lautner's like character. Oh, in he that, does like, look like vampires that. suck 
movie because he oh. kind of gives off that Taylor Lautner vibe. So like I think maybe Taylor he was Lautner. trying to channel that. Yeah. <laughs> I can see that. <laughs> he only knows how to act like a werewolf. Yeah. His only, his only mode. <laughs> maybe that'll be a big reveal. That, uh, <laughs> He's a werewolf. <laughs> in Boston. Is, actually, is actually a werewolf. Yeah. Um, <laughs> all right so that does it for our segments except for of course everyone's favorite segment lonely boys theater you are now listening to lonely boys theater and we are going to do that scene with uh, blair chuck and serena with maybe some improvisation in the middle because we don't have a complete script with us today but we will we will do the best that we can um so uh, I'm usually Blair, so I guess I will be Blair again. Uh, and then you like being, you like being Chuck and Serena. Yeah, so I, don't I, know, I don't know where you want to. I guess I'll, I don't give, know you, I'll give Brian wanna... Chuck just because he seems to like doing yeah. the, the impression there. So I'll, I'll let him take that one. <laughs> All right, great. And so you will be Serena then. So uh, whenever Brian has his script up in front of him, I will start the scene. Uh, I am. Uh, I'm good. I guess you All just right. you just call it whenever we're done. So. Yeah, sure. Uh, Brendan, you 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 good? Uh, we're f- are we finishing with Chuck's last line? Oh, fine, we I'll are my gonna. Gun. Yeah, uh-huh. we're gonna finish with Ch- with Chuck's last line there, okay. and then uh, it's the middle that might get a little messy, but we'll gotcha. we'll see what happens. All right, yeah. I'm ready to rip. S, what are you doing? What are you guys doing sabotaging Carter? Three bottles of ninety five Dom on his hotel room service bill. One of your favorites, if I recall. We started a stealth campaign to destroy his credibility. The room service bill, the girl in the street. Warrant. Wait, what warrant? Oh, he might want to take a DNA sample down to the 24th precinct tomorrow. Uh, and what else, what else do I say? <laughs> well, um, I, I, I believe that uh, if, if I'm remembering correctly, Chuck, didn't uh, Carter sell his Dubai ticket and uh, exchange it for a ticket to Greece? And he's been... Uh, Going in and out of resorts and hotels for the last six months and only came back because he ran out of money? Oh, yeah. Uh, right. Yeah. <laughs> Blair, you're totally right. <laughs> <laughs> I was looking yeah, for him. Uh, that... <laughs> Who? My father. I found out he was getting remarried two years ago in Santorini. Finally. What happened in Santorini? <laughs> oh, yeah. I wanted to see him, but I didn't want anyone to know. So I went to Carter. He said he had access to a boat. When the police picked up, picked us up on the way to the wedding, I realized he meant access was stolen. Carter promised he'd make it up to me. I had no idea he's been looking for me and my father for himself. What? <laughs> he's been looking you guys for you it. and your <laughs> just, just for himself. You guys watch the episode? It's fine. Go on. Go, go, go. He wants to well, have us all found, to himself. Clearly he found you, but did he find your father? <laughs> oh, yeah, I'm back. You know, I have to go. Fine, I'll call my guy at the precinct. End scene. Man, that was that was great. It was like we were watching the episode all over again. <laughs> uh, that was fantastic. Acting um, chops. That is, Reading chops, that, too. <laughs> yeah. So that'll be all for us, except, of course, for some plugs. Uh, first of all, Brian, it was your first appearance on the podcast. First first time watching Gossip Girl. First time yes. knowing what goes on in this crazy Lonely Boys podcast that uh, is part of your podcasting network. Uh, uh, yeah. So kind of... I responsibly of you to never check it out before this, but that's not yeah. here. Well, he's, he's such a big boss that he doesn't really look down on what goes on beneath him. <laughs> right. I, I just tr- I trust everything's going going fine. That's <laughs> you're right. Everything's going inter- great. Inter- inter- machinations of what is well, going on. Thank you for for uh, doing this big crossover episode here. The Hoppy Boys and the Lonely Boys reunited. 
uh, at last. And uh, do you have anything you'd like to plug at this hour? Uh, I guess you kind of touched. I'm sure Brennan talks about it. Maybe not. Maybe he doesn't shut up about it. (laughs) Uh, So I don't know if uh, anyone put that, but I am Brian Belicky of Hobby Boys fame uh, alongside Brendan on our other podcast, The Hobby Boys, uh, where we talk good buds, talk about drinking suds. Uh, We talk about beer. We talk about other stupid stuff and just kind of hang out. Uh, That's pretty much it. Uh, you can also, if you are subscribed to our Patreon, you can catch Brennan and I doing Average Joel's, which is a, uh, Billy Joel, uh, discography listen through podcast, uh, which is also very fun. So, uh, keep, keep an ear out for those. Yes. Definitely want to listen to all of that. Very fun stuff going on over there uh brendan you know he kind of stole one of your main plugs i don't know what you want i know i don't even know what to say i mean i i guess we should have maybe at the top of this mentioned what brian does for uh for podcasting at, <laughs> at large but i mean if you, if you heard his voice you immediately knew him because we have posted some hobby boys episodes on this very feed so you were like oh it's that funny guy with those funny episodes with the episodes that right. are really so much better than the gossip really episodes. Uh, no one i'm sure no one deleted those episodes so i'm sure everyone <laughs> i'm sure yeah they they picked it up right away. Know who I am. Yeah, but Brian is my other co-host. For sure. uh, anytime uh, we're together, this is kind of what it sounds and like. And that kind of makes him kind of like your coworker to fit into Coworker Month. I guess yeah. I really I can't. Can we please try and distance ourselves from that? It's that not thing. a job. <laughs> it's not even a job. It's, it's, uh, sounds like you're trying to convince yourself. Um, but yeah, otherwise, besides the Happy Boys, uh, which has some stuff coming out this month. Uh, you can listen to, uh, I guess I'll replug Over the Garden Pod, which is hopefully, it, it will be coming out this month, but uh, it's and taking a little while. You, when Brendan says you can listen to it, he means, of course, that you cannot, because I I looked for it on both Apple and Spotify and could not find it. Yeah, I don't know what we said in those episodes, but it's taking a few a few days to get approved by the boards of oh, Spotify. Boy. So, <laughs> so uh, um, Maybe I underestimated how long it takes to get things approved, but it'll be out during October for sure. So maybe by the time this episode's out, at least the first episode will be released on Spotify. I know Apple sometimes takes a little bit longer to get things approved, but just in the month of October, look for uh, Spooky Season podcast Over the Garden Pod with me and fiance the pod, Nicole Fariella. And I did watch the first two episodes before we oh, started recording. What'd you think? There you go. It's cute so far. Cute so far. It's adorable. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and I, I will likely watch the, the other eight at some point. Um, you done plugging? Yes, yeah, I, mean, I guess if you're going to go on and talk about uh, TV shows, I finally have had some time to watch TV now that uh, the Yankees have had sole possession of first place. Um, and I re- the games haven't really mattered for a little while now. So Sure. Um, what did I watch? I watched uh, all of Severance in like two days, and that was ah. wow, an incredible ride and one of the best shows I've seen in a long time. So wow. Really, really love that. God, I wish I knew anyone that podcasted about that show. Maybe I could get into it. <laughs> it's the only way to watch TV. <laughs> yeah, it is. Um, yeah, I would plug some TV shows, but I am, of course, trying to to catch a movie. I guess I'll plug the movie I'm going to, Bros. I, I feel like everyone, nice. please, yeah. please see it because Billy Eichner is losing it, and he might he might have a mental breakdown if people don't see his movie. Yeah. So uh, I, will, I will implore people to try to see it. So hopefully uh, Billy Eichner sees the, the Lonely Boys bump yes. this week, and he can, uh, he can stop crying on Twitter. Uh, speaking of Twitter, you can follow me on Twitter at MattyFresh24. You can follow Brendan at RuppyPuppy. You can follow the Hoppy Boys at the Hoppy Boys Pod. Brian, do you want to plug your Twitter handle? Oh, boy. Uh, it is. No, it's okay. <laughs> <laughs> 
not for any bad reasons. The the handle is just absolutely absurd. Yeah, your um, handle is is what MAGA forty five, isn't it? Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. yeah. So yeah, don't want January sixth is my favorite day. <laughs> Long handle, but you make it work. Yeah. Um, so so we of course will return for week four of Brendan Month next week, where we will have another very special Brendan inspired guest, uh, and we'll be breaking down season three, episode four of Gossip Girl, Dan Day Florette. But until then, you know you love us. XOXO. Lonely Boys. Bye-bye. Lonely Boys. Oh, you guys didn't tell me I was supposed to say that. (laughs) I gotcha. My name is Matt Ligori, and I approve this podcast. (laughs)